Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution today. That's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. Conversation. It's your code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. Or you can join us in the YouTube chat room at youtube.com slash radio. Or if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could leave your comments on the YouTube thread. Or you could go to liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Uh, we are discussing... Uh, Moron abortion bans today, and if you want to put more on together and make more on that, that's kind of the point. When I do these type of titles of shows, uh, forgot to load up something. I was trying to load the Ohio abortion bill as the as the beginning started, but I'll have to go find it now uh, in a second. Hello, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> yes, more on uh, abortion bans. It's like more on Republican problems, more on Donald Trump's coup attempt, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I like the puns, you know, dad jokes or rad jokes. Anyway, so just going to babble on a little bit, give some people the opportunity uh, to trickle in as Hal's show finishes up. I guess he's probably finishing up soon. Um, So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's been like, I don't know, I've been very still catching up on my sleep and my energy has just been blah all week. So I did, I did get, go ahead and do things like, you know, make bits. I didn't put the bits up on the Patreon yet. Cause I made the bits like five minutes before the show, but I still made the bits. So that, that's, that's a plus last week. I didn't even make the bits cause I didn't even feel like it. Cause again, post cruise malaise, tiredness, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I will ask this probably several times during the show as well, but I will be uh, doing another live broadcast tomorrow at 7 p.m. I think it's 7 p.m. Central. I believe that's when the, uh, the next hearing is. Basically, I'll be live uh, for the next hearing um, because it's a prime time hearing. So, we're going to do a live response 
So we'll be watching along and I'll be commenting as we go. Um, and, and we can, we can pause it if necessary, because you can still pause the live streams, but we'll try and keep it as, as live as possible and make, put all of our commentary in on the, uh, the night where they're supposed to be going after hair Donald as well. Uh, I think they're supposedly <clears throat> putting all the focus on the man behind the curtain. If you, if you will, although I think the wizard of Oz might've been less of a fraud than Donald John Trump. So um, we've got a lot of, a lot of abortion stuff to, to cover though, because uh, we've got, which one do we want to do first? Uh, we've got this bill that was, for, I think, from last year uh, from North Carolina. It's H. Bill, House Bill 158, uh, an act to amend the North Carolina Constitution. So it's an attempt to amend the Constitution of the state of North Carolina uh, and to declare that a distinct and separate human life begins at the moment of fertilization and shall be held inviolate as an individual person and protected by the laws of the state from the moment of fertilization until natural death, so long as that person is not convicted of a capital offense uh, or that person is a black person who is, you know, jaywalking and then, you know, they have to lie about them grabbing for a gun or whatever. And so they can shoot them. That, that, those are fine. I guess, you know, they're probably just talking about the, the, the white babies and not, the uh, Hey TV, thanks, thanks for joining us. Who wrote this bill? The sponsors of the bill are Representatives Pittman and Brody, who are the primary sponsors. Um, and it's from last year. I don't know how far it's gone. Um, hey, Robert, thank you for joining. Uh, so here we go. Section 39, life begins at fertilization. It is a matter of indisputable scientific fact that a distinct and separate human life begins at the moment of fertilization. As such, that new human life is recognized as an individual person entitled to the protection of the laws of the state from the moment of fertilization until the moment of natural death. So here's my first problem with that. Again, about 30, I'm, I'm going to be conservative and say that 30% of all created embryos, all fertilized eggs that are, that are created inside the person who might gestate are discarded. It's probably more like 40, but let, we're just going to go with 30 because that's the low end number that I've seen. So if the fertilized embryo, if an embryo is from the mode of fertilization is a human or a person, an individual person whose life you have to protect, well, doesn't that, isn't that reckless endangerment again? Isn't that reckless endangerment to, if, if you put a baby, an infant, a born child in a situation where there was a one-third percent chance that that kid would die, I think you would get sent up the river. I think you would be charged and convicted with reckless endangerment of a child. Hey, Jeff Curry, thank you for joining. Um, so, yeah, so, so if you're going to be prote- – I mean, are you going to be coming in and making sure that none of these people are creating embryos that get, you know – then they'll, they'll argue that, oh, it's a natural death. It's natural. So therefore, it doesn't count. But you're still putting, you're seeking to, if you're trying to have a child, if you're seeking to procreate, if you're seeking to conceive, you're still putting that embryo in a situation that where it has a one-third chance of it dying. 
And so therefore that's not very caring of you by the, uh, the folks who believe that, you know, it's worthy of a being a separate life. Okay. But that's not the main part of my, that's not the main point of, of this bill here. Uh, any person who willfully seeks to destroy the life of another person by any means at any stage of life or succeeds in doing so shall be held accountable for attempted murder or for the first degree murder or for first degree murder respectively. So if you, I guess if you try to get an abortion, you can get attempted murder. And if you succeed getting an abortion under this law, you could be charged with regular old murder, which you know what? I got to give a little bit of, you know, I'm usually critical of the pro pro life anti-choice folks. I'm usually critical of them for, but well, if it's murder, then why aren't you seeking to punish it like murder? I mean, and because most of them know that if they tried to do that, and if they said the person who's getting the abortion uh, should get a murder conviction, if, if they go get an abortion, nobody would support that, or not enough people would support that, and they'd be run off. Run off. So, but here, if you, if you willfully seek, seek to destroy another person by any means, so including abortions, any person has the right to defend his or, own her, his or her own life, or their life, I guess their North Carolina is not being woke enough to understand that there are folks who don't uh, follow the antiquated gender binary. But again, I'm reading the text of the bill. I'm not giving my own opinions here. Um, again, any person has the right to defend his or her own life or the life of another person, even if the use of deadly force is necessary, from willful destruction by another person. The state has an interest and a duty to defend innocent persons from willful destruction of their lives and to punish those who take the lives of persons born or unburned who have not committed any crime punishable by death. So, so if I am a person, I'm any person, I have the right to defend the life of an embryo, even by using deadly force. So, so let's just go from the one absurd to the other. If I'm going to, here, let me put a, go ahead and put a link to this so y'all could read along at home as well. Um, that's, that's the link to the article that I'm just, or to the bill that I'm discussing. Um, so, if, if I walk into a, an in vitro fertilization clinic, someplace that's, that's performing in vitro fertilization, and, and there is a, a bunch of embryos there, and they're going to take some of the embryos and put them in the patient in order for the patient to be able to gestate. But then there's some embryos left, and that person is about to throw those embryos, that, that Petri dish with the remaining embryos, in the trash. Under this proposed constitutional amendment, I would be legally justified in killing that person to try and prevent the discardation of those fertilized embryos because they're people, right? It's not the moment of implantation. The, the Louisiana law, it, despite it being archaic and despite it being very similar to the Ohio law, which we'll discuss soon, Louisiana law at least started it at implantation and not fertilization. I guess they're avoiding that whole... 30% reckless endangerment thing that I was discussing and trying to avoid to punishing people from going after in vitro fertilization, despite the fact that there are plenty, there are people out there who do believe that in vitro fertilization should be the same thing as murder, because again, you're discarding embryos that you don't use. But yeah, so according to this law, I would be justified 
in walking into an in vitro fertilization clinic and shooting somebody who's trying to toss a petri dish of embryos in the trash because they no longer need them. Bizarre. That's crazy. Um, quick, destroy those embryos. Might One might be another Trump. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Hide in the shadows. Hey, Jolie, thank you for joining as well. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate my mods, the mod squad of Liberal Bay and Radio. Talk to them about that's right. Both Aaron and Jolie volunteering their time. Super awesome of them to do so. If you haven't liked the video, go ahead and like the video. Share the stream with your friends. Have people join in. And make sure to subscribe to the channel as well. I am trying to get a 1,000 subscribers by the end of September. So you can help that happen if you already haven't already done so. Um, but back to the Back to the abortion law. So here's the other thing. So if I know that a doctor in North Carolina, if this constitutional amendment would be ratified uh, and, and inserted into the constitution of the state of North Carolina, or are, they, are they a commonwealth? Is North Carolina a commonwealth or is it a state? Let me see. Uh, let's see. The four states are commonwealths, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. So no, North Carolina is not a commonwealth. It is just a regular old state. So if, if I'm living in the commonwealth or the state of, of North Carolina, and in the state of North Carolina, I see an abortion doctor about to go perform an abortion, I could just shoot him. Well, he was on his way to an abortion. I had to stop him. I'm legally justified in doing so under the state of North Carolina Constitution if this constitutional amendment would pass. Um, but furthermore, if, you, have you, if, if you've watched Birdcage, you'll, you'll, you'll get the reference or whatever. Uh, but you, you also apparently, if a person who is pregnant, someone who's pregnant is going to seek and get an abortion – under the wording of this law, I could shoot that person in order to stop them from aborting. And in the words of the fake Mrs. Goldman or Coleman from the birdcage, you could let the fetus go down with the ship. So she was much, and then, you know, they talk about how, oh, she's just, you know, making the comments about this is Nathan Lane playing uh the Robin Williams's supposed wife um you know because they had the Republican senator and his and his wife because their child and their child were going to get married. If you haven't seen The Birdcage, I highly recommend seeing The Birdcage. It is an excellent movie and I don't know how anybody with a heart could be hateful against gay folks after seeing that movie. Robin Williams was wonderful in the movie. Nathan Lane was wonderful in the movie. Gene Hackman was hysterical as a Republican senator. Um, seeing Gene Hackman in drag was great. Uh, so Aaron West, Aaron West, who hasn't seen The Birdcage? I don't know. There are some people who haven't seen some very weird like there are movies, movies that have, I mean, I'm sure you could probably list a couple of movies that you would say, Dan, have you seen this? And I'd be like, no, I haven't seen that. And he'd be like, what the hell's wrong with you? So the, everyone has a certain, certain movies that they haven't seen. But if you haven't seen The Birdcage, I absolutely recommend The Birdcage because it's a great movie. And you'll probably cry because of Robin Williams. I think I saw The Birdcage like the day after Robin Williams died. And I was like, Ooh. 
so it was all weepy and everything. I think Robin Williams was the first, uh, the first celebrity death that really got me. Um, but no, I don't understand how anybody could be hateful towards folks who are in, uh, you know, folks who are gay, uh, bisexual, and whatever. What, you know. And in this movie, they were they weren't even in, a, in, a, in an age where gay marriage was allowed when it was created. So they were so. Um, Nathan Lane's character was trying to get Robin Williams' character to sign like a palimony agreement to make sure that if anything happens, he, you know, he's taken care of or whatever, because Robin Williams' character is more is wealthy than Nathan Lane's character. So, anyway, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie if you haven't seen it, although I, you shouldn't have to give spoiler alerts on movies that are that old. Uh, yeah, Kimchi, yes, the location of a foe or something like that. It's, it's based off of another movie, but I haven't seen that other version of it, but I have seen um, Birdcage many, many times. So, uh, Laurasia, Kimchi, uh, Bill, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the chat as well. Um, Mork and Mindy was uh, one of my favorite shows growing up. Says Jolie, Robin Williams is so great. Yeah, I loved Mork and Mindy. Um, and Hal Sparks even quoted, quoted him tonight in his show with the Shazbot Nanu Nanu. <clears throat> and of course, Mork and Mindy was, Mindy was a spinoff of, um, Happy days. So crazy how many shows shot off of happy days. Um, and not just Joni Lutz Chachi, but like Laverne and Shirley too. Um, several others as well, I believe. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Anyway, so that's that law. That's the North Carolina law, uh, or at least the attempted constitutional amendment that was proposed that would allow people, and this is before the Dobbs. This is before Dobbs. But, I mean, there are lots of abortion laws that were written and passed before Dobbs that basically were like, hey, we're going to write all these laws because we think that we have the Supreme Court available now that will go ahead and overturn Roe v. Wade and KCV Planned Parenthood. I mean, obviously, this is 2021. Trump named Amy Coney Barrett to the court in 2020. So therefore, you already had the five conservatives there you would need to overturn Roe v. Wade and KCV Planned Parenthood. And so they were just making all of these laws, hoping that one of them would make it up to the Supreme Court so that, it, so that the Supreme Court could be activists and go ahead and stop abortion rights in states that will ban them. So second one, um, let's see, we got the Ohio bill. Now, here's the thing about that. We kind of discussed the Ohio bill a bit a little bit later. Hey, uh, Chuck or John, thank you for joining. Um, I kind of discussed that a little bit before, but the thing that's important about the Ohio bill is a lot of there is the attorney general of Ohio was basically saying that there was no need for the rape victim to go to Indiana to get an abortion because under the current text of the law, according to the attorney general, the kind of crack there, like Peter Brady, um, according to the attorney general, that the, the rape victim would have been able to obtain an abortion, even under those circumstances, even under the current laws exist. And I don't think it's that clear. Uh, maybe the attorney general believes it's that way, but a lot of times people write these laws in ways that maybe they didn't intend or maybe they did intend and then just want just, just don't want people to um to uh 
to understand that that's what they intended. But the key parts of the Ohio Ohio law and Louisiana law is very similar in that uh, it has to be an immediate threat. So the, the threat to the person has to be an immediate threat. Like you have to do it today. If you don't do it today, the individual is going to die if they remain pregnant or not just die, but have a threat of non-reversible, immediate uh, harm of major body function. There's a lot of words there. There's a lot of words there to have to, to, have to wrap up. Basically, it creates a lot of checkboxes that one would have to make, create. One would have to check to be able to be like, okay, so is it immediate? Is the person going to die? If, is, is the chances of the person going to die tomorrow that much greater than the person's going to die today? Or, or are they going to get severely injured tomorrow? That is immediate. So if it's not immediate, you don't check that box, and therefore you can't even go forward. It's not immediate threat. It's not immediate harm, so therefore it doesn't qualify under the text of the Ohio law. Two, is it major body, bodily function that would be harmed or or injured or whatever. So what's major? What's minor? Well, that's up to, I guess, the doctors to decide what major is and what's minor. So is it major? Is it minor? If it's minor, nope, can't check that. So even if it's immediate, immediate minor damage or minor bodily functions would be, would not be enough to allow an abortion. You're supposed to, regardless of if it's reversible or not. So if you would have to take minor damage you are required by the law of the state of ohio that even if it's immediate threat to damage if it's not deemed to be a major bodily function and instead it's just a minor bodily function whatever that might be because it's not very well defined then you can't get an abortion you just have to what let's say let's say for example it might give you a limp is that major i don't know I don't know what if it has major or not. It, it, that's, it's vague. It, it's not well-defined. So that person would, would be required by the state to take some sort of form of injury in order to gestate, to term. That's, that should be abhorrent any way you look at it, regardless of, of, of the age of the victim here, of the person that we're talking about. Nobody should be required to accept minor risks to their health, minor permanent damage. Because who's to decide what's minor to that person or what's not? It's ridiculous. But then if it let's say there is made let's say there's major damage. Let's say it's major bodily function that would be harmed. Is it reversible? If it's reversible, and what is reversible I mean do you have to be a hundred percent fixed if it's reversible? Or can you be, you know, can you leave scars? Is that, is that, that it, maybe it leaves a scar, so therefore it's not completely back to, you're not completely back to brand new, but you have a scar. Or, you know, you, you have to deal with something for maybe two years before it gets fixed. It's reversible. You have to suffer for two years or three years or five years, or however long it takes to reverse the process, to reverse the harm to your majorly bodily functions. But it's reversible, so therefore, the doctor would not be able to perform an abortion legally under the law. So, immediate, and one could argue that any second 
that a child remains pregnant and look, and look, mental health is not even counted here. So if it's major harm to somebody's mental health, that's just right out too. It's not, a, they don't count mental issues. So ignoring the fact of forcing a 10 year old to carry their, their rapist baby, <clears throat> ignoring all that and the harm that would cause by that emotionally, mentally, you know, the doctor would have to check all those boxes in order for that doctor to be justified in performing an abortion on somebody. And I don't think that's as cut and dry that that child would have been allowed. Furthermore, you would have to then find a doctor who would be willing to put his career on the line and his livelihood and his freedom on the line to, to say, okay, I'm going to say that this person checks all the boxes. And then you have to find another doctor. To, find, to say, I agree with you, this checks all the boxes. And if they both are wrong and the state says, well, you're wrong, now they have to defend themselves in court. Now they have to, you know, go, they get arrested. They, could get, they have to deal with, you know, potentially jail if, if, they, can't, if they don't let them bond out. Um, and they could basically, you know, face irreparable harm to their careers by making a choice to, to, to go out on a limb and say, okay, I believe this individual fits all of these criteria, checks all the boxes of difference. So no, I don't think it was clear at all. And I think the AG was absolutely wrong in this case. I mean, look, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. But I think the AG was trying to save partisan face and wasn't being 100% honest. You know, how can you tell when a politician is lying? Their lips are moving. So I don't believe that, the, that either the AG genuinely believed incorrectly that it was cut and dry that this rape victim would have been able to uh, get an abortion or big or um, that uh, the person was ignorant of of that fact. Either way, I don't think it's as cut and dry as, as the person was trying to make it out to be. So, All right, so let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. We'll come back. We'll play a couple of clips as well. Uh, You can call in if you want, 914-803-4930. Remember, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please subscribe, like the video. Uh, And if you're uh, watching afterwards, leave comments afterwards as well. Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. 
world gone mad. One progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. And welcome back to Little Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. I here from New Orleans. Phone number is 914-803-4131, 914-803-4131. You can also put any questions in the chat, and I will try and react to them as we go. Let's, let's catch up on the chat. Uh, Kim Chi says, today was one of my best days this year. Yard weed wax hit on by the young landscaper, trading massages with the buddy, and liberal dance show. I am glad you're having a great day, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Uh, let's see. My daily listening schedule is basically Stephanie Miller, Hal, then Hartman, Randy, Nicole, Hal, then Tara, and Wednesday evening with Liberal Dan. Thank you much, uh, Trucker John. Appreciate it. I'm glad I can be part of your daily routine. Yes, autocorrect stinks sometimes. Uh, I have a, on, on the uh, minicast on Anchor, there's a link to it in the show description, uh, I have a, a, a show about how autocomplete went, autocorrect went bad went very bad <clears throat> it's a bad story but uh, i had a racist phone anyway let's see let's see boom, boom, boom brenda hey brenda thank you my daughter helped place to abuse children to stay home she can't believe they overturned row absolutely i can't i mean i'm still i expected it once trump was elected i since 2016 i was i was i was yelling at people three supreme court justices could be named by trump oh you're just crazy you're just crazy. You can't possibly think that he's going to get the name. But I do think he's going to. At least there's a strong possibility that he will be able to do just that. And guess what? He did just. I hate being right about such things, but you know. Hold on. I should have had it ready. I hate being right about those things, but it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. 
But yeah, so and thank you, Jolene, Aaron, for sharing all the links and everything. Let's see. Grammar should be avoiding while spending money. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a software developer. I'm not great at grammar. <laughs> but I, maybe I could go fix it if I'm doing it. We've got Zool in the chat. Uh, are you a minion of Gozer? Um, Aaron West, I have a confession. Wait, what's your confession? Let's see. Where do you find Sam Miller? Blah, blah, blah. Brandon, uh, I listen to Stephanie Miller on the Progressive Voices app. Okay. Well, you got a caller. Hello. What's, hello. How's it going tonight? Pretty good. Who's this? This is Khalil from Charlottesville, Virginia. Thank you for joining the show, Khalil. What, what do you have to say? Um, the whole abortion ban thing is not good. I mean, I don't agree with banning abortion, and if at least if they were if they want to do that, they should at least help people out. You know, it shouldn't just be you ban abortion and then not help the people out. You know, exactly. you know, help. You know, like yeah, that's how I feel. It's so, a lot um, of things too. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I, I, my policy, my belief is that there should be no restrictions on abortion at all. Like, I mean, I, I like there could be if you regulate any healthcare clinic, like if there's a healthcare clinic where you, you know, you might go and get back procedure done, or you might go get, you know, some, you know, you go to urgent care or whatever. You know, that's fine. Regulate the clinics just like any other clinic. Um, but nobody's waiting until the, ni- the ninth month to go get an abortion. No one's like, you know, eight months in, oh, I think I'm going to get an abortion today. I don't feel like having a, bi- I don't feel like having a child. That's just a myth right. that people create up. Like 1% of abortions take place after the 20th week. I think a half a percent takes place after 22. So the, the, the whole fear-mongering over these late-term abortions are ridiculous. The only people that are doing late-term abortions are the people who either have a, a life-threatening situation, be it they're, they might die or they might have severe health risks, um, or there's a fetal abnormality. So in my opinion, then there's no reason to have any bans on abortion. And also, if, if you want to reduce abortions, and I've said this before as well, if you want to reduce abortions, liberal policies reduce abortions. Uh, when Jeb Bush was governor of Florida, he reduced abortion. He, he reduced funding to Planned Parenthood, and for the remainder of his term, the abortion rates went up in, in his state. Meanwhile, when John Hickenlooper was governor of Colorado, they made access to IUD, to um, what you call it, to IUD, to uh, birth control pills, and other forms of oral contraception. They made it 100% available and 100% free. Now, IUD and birth control pills were available on the Affordable Care Act, but there's still donut holes in the Affordable Care Act that allow people to, you know, kind of miss out. So, in that, so basically, John Hickenlooper says, we're going to fix that hole. We're going to fix the hole. We're going to make sure that everybody has access to contraception, whatever form they want to use, to reduce unwanted pregnancies. And when you reduce unwanted pregnancies, you reduce abortions. And that's what happened in Colorado. So... All conservatives want to do is punish people for having abortions. And then once born, they couldn't care less. Now, some conservatives might argue and say, well, not all conservatives, but a bunch of conservatives, though, because there are clearly plenty of people who fight. You know, they wanted to do something with the formula and the conservative because, oh, 
Biden's failing us because we have a formula shortage, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's pass a bill to make sure that we go, no, we're not going to vote for your bill. Well, then you don't really care about the babies now, do you? You know, they, they fight tooth and nail for any help that could be given to anybody postpartum. So, any final thoughts, caller? Yeah, it's the same thing. Can I bring something else up that's the same thing Absolutely. with right wingers? Sure. It's the same thing with gun violence. With, with gun violence, the NRA doesn't want to do anything, even if it's not, even if it's something that goes against their own pr- principles, or even if it's something that's not a ban. They don't want to do anything to support any type of of help on gun violence, even if it's not a ban. Or sometimes they want a ban if it benefits them. Absolutely, I 100% agree. I've often said, and I've called conservative talk shows too, and I've said, look, the NRA doesn't care about gun rights. The NRA cares about gun sales. They want to protect the ability of gun manufacturers and sellers to be able to produce and sell as many guns as possible in the United States of America. The only time they they, they didn't fight uh, a ban from happening was in California when Ronald Reagan was governor, and they tried to take the guns out of the hands of the Black Panthers because – God forbid black people be able to defend themselves. Um, it's probably well, also, the... Go ahead. Sorry about that. No, also, go ahead. like when they wanted to, they, they wanted to prove a point against the Fast and the Furious, and they wanted to ban smart guns. Those are the times they like, and they never learned from the, the Fast and the Furious thing. That was a really a bad thing. But at the same time, the NRA has no business speaking on it because they're just trying to prove a point. And that's what I said on their YouTube page. So right, I mean the the. the the Fast and Furious thing was a little, you know, odd to me because the fact that the Bush administration was doing pretty much the same thing and nobody right. tried to peep about that. It was just because uh, a federal officer, uh, a law enforcement officer, a federal law enforcement officer got shot and killed. And one of these guns were used in doing it as if he wouldn't have gotten shot and killed by some other gun had this gun running had not taken place. That's the only reason they made us think about it. They would have. They wouldn't have cared about it if, if that wouldn't have happened. So, again, because nobody wants to – the NRA especially doesn't want to call attention to any sort of gun violence because they don't want to lose the ability for gun producers and gun sales to take place in this country because they don't think that more than one gun for every man, woman, non-binary person, et cetera, child uh, is, is enough for them. We need more, apparently, according to them. So. And and the way I feel is like if if that's the case, I don't I'm not I don't have a problem with someone who's against gun control, but be consistent. Someone that's against gun control but has some consistency, I respect. But those mm-hmm. like Alex Jones, the NRA, and GOA that don't want it until it's a until it's a problem or don't want it, but then want that but then don't want anything that's actually going to help something. Those are the people I have a problem with. You know, like, that's that's one of the reasons I have a one of the reasons I have a hypocrite of the week segment is because I want to I want to showcase people who are hypocrites every week of the year, except for when I'm lazy on a week. <laughs> but um, and that's a good segue to this week's hypocrite of the week. So that's, I don't want, do want to thank you for calling. I'll put you on hold for a second. Uh, re-raise your hand if you do want to come back on again. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Ugh, I'm still fighting the I tell you, as soon as I get an upper respiratory infection, I get a cough for like three months. It's ridiculous. But speaking of hypocrite of the week, let's go ahead and get Aaron West. Let's go back to Locks chastity belts. That sounds fun. I mean, that might be some people's kink. You never know. <laughs> Not mine. But 
I don't I don't kink shame on Liberal Day and Radio. So don't uh, yuck people's yums, as Hal says. All right, here's hypocrite. This we'll get to the next caller in a second. But this is this week's hypocrite of the week. This week's hypocrite of the week is Sean Hannity, who berated President Biden for not holding Saudi Arabia to task for their treatment of gays, lesbians, and women in general. This is the same Sean Hannity who opposes abortion rights, gay marriage rights, and who supports prohibitions on activities by those very same people he pretended to care about on air. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberal Dan. It's funny, I'm, I, I find that a lot of times I don't purposely try and do this, but a lot of times I get the Liberal Dan to go at the same point at the dun-dun-dun, like Liberal Dan. So it seems to just fit almost perfectly almost every time. So I'm just amused by that. Anyway, and uh, two other clips. We, we do have a Words of Voting Wisdom and another bonus clip from today's Jeff Carrere show on the morning um, because I'm, I guess, a favorite of, of some of their people who call into the show. They, they love to respond to me. I don't, you know, I, I do say things that might sometimes rile them up. But we got a area code 336. I'm not sure what that is, but welcome. What's, uh, what's your name? Where are you from? Yes, I'm from North Carolina, actually. Um, hey, actually, North Carolina, I'm, awesome. Yes. Well, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm, well, I've, I don't understand really what you're saying as far as hypocritical. But first of all, I'm a Republican candidate for House District 65 in North Carolina here, Rockingham County. And uh, as far as the um, hypocritical thing, as far as the abortion goes, I caught the, caught the late end of it, so I wasn't sure, so I might be misspeaking. But as far as I go, uh, I don't support any type of abortion whatsoever. And I think I read your thing there that science, or you were saying, stating that science is wrong. But I, like I said, I caught the last end of it. But uh, can you give me that, maybe uh, what you're saying, it's okay to perform late-term term abortions, or, or is that the policy that should be the norm now in the states? No, I believe that nobody, about 1% of all abortions take place after week 20. About a half a percent of abortions take place after week 22, so before the third trimester even starts. So it's very few abortions that take place uh, in the third trimester to begin with. And the people who do get those abortions um, are not people who are waiting till the eighth month and be like, oh, I, I don't want to, I don't feel like being pregnant anymore. I've changed my mind. You know, these are people who who maybe have, who have gotten their bedroom sets, the crib, and, and, and all, the, you know, all of the toys and diapers, and they've all prepared the room uh, for the child that they're excited to have, but then something happens, like you know, maybe they develop preeclampsia, and, and, and it starts becoming a risk to have high blood pressure, and that high blood pressure puts that person at risk. Maybe um, you know, there's a fetal abnormality that would mean that you know, when they, as soon as they realize the fetal abnormality, either that the fetus was already dead or was going to die sometime soon or would die immediately after birth, uh, because there are cases where that happens, where, where you have, where you just know that the fetus is not going to survive once born. Um, and I personally think it's cruel uh, to force somebody to gestate uh, for the remainder of the term simply to deliver a dead fetus or to deliver a child that is going to pretty much immediately die immediately after being born. And to their credit, whatever credit I want to give them, most of these laws at the moment, at least still have such protections in there. At least some of them do. I think Louisiana does. Um, But even then, like Louisiana law, the Ohio law are written in such ways that where the doctors might have to 
double second think about themselves and have take a second thought and be like, is this a major debt? Because because according to the law, um, it has to be it has to be a permanent impairment of major bodily function in order for Ohio, I think in Louisiana, um, to be able to um, to be able to get an abortion. And it has to be immediate and it has to be not reversible. So if it let's say it would take five years of treatment for this person to recover uh, from from a, from a harmful pregnancy, but it was somehow reversible, the doctor would say, well, it's reversible. That person would be required under Ohio law, under Louisiana law, to go through the delivery despite the threats that delivery causes to the person because there's a belief there that it's reversible, so therefore it doesn't fit the exceptions under the law. Um, so look, I I, I want to trust doctors. I want to trust trust the patients. I don't believe that, you know, I, I believe that again, liberal policies uh, tend to increase. Uh, knowledge about how to prevent pregnancies and enable people to prevent more unwanted pregnancies. Like, as I said, John Hickenlooper, when he was governor of Colorado, they provided birth control pills, um, IUDs, et cetera, for free. And in doing so, reduced unwanted pregnancies across the state. Meanwhile, when Jeb Bush was governor of Florida, they removed funding from Planned Parenthood. It closed some, in some counties in Florida, the Planned Parenthood was the only clinic in the county, so therefore people lost access to prenatal care uh, so they could have healthier pregnancies, and abortion rates went up because you're not solving the problem. Now, I mean, I've kind of filibustered here for a little bit, but I mean, you're, you're running for office. You should be used to filibustering. Um, so, I, so I do have a question for you. Like, are you one of the folks who also believes that, like, birth control pills uh, are abortifacients? Well, I believe that they, it's, it's not the government's job to get involved in that type of uh, um, aspect of someone's life. However, I do believe I'm a Baptist, okay? So I, I think you can go from there on that. I'm a Bible-believing Baptist, so I believe any type of form of, abor- of abortion is murder. And, uh, and I believe that the babies, uh, you find it, especially when there's a heartbeat, that's a life, and that life needs to be protected. Now, as far as the numbers go, as far as the uh, – that you were saying there, um, what, out of 600, um, as of 2017, out of 600 pregnancies where a woman's uh, life was in jeopardy or was going to die and had to have a late-term abortion or, or an abortion after the third trimester there, uh, 0.6% uh, died due to complications. So, therefore, so the, 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 medicine, the knowledge we have now and scientific facts that we have now there's no need at all for any type of late-term, late-term abortion. Excuse me. And even if just, the fetus it, is already dead, even if the fetus is already me? dead or going to die, the fetus, according to this, is 0.6 died. That's what it's saying. 0.6 percent out of 600 women. Okay, that, that where the complication occur, uh, occurred, where it was going to have to have a late-term abortion, or the fetus was going to end up dead or did die. It's saying 0.6, and uh, that study came from. Uh, I don't have it here in front of me, actually, but but those numbers are are pretty. Uh, CBS uh, CBS Two TV reported that actually on American Pregnancy Association. So um, I mean, I mean, uh, but just to kind of let you in on on how I think about things, though, I'm the type of I'm a software developer. That's my uh, full time job during the day. Um, so okay. I'm always thinking when I'm looking at laws and I'm looking at how laws treat people. Um, I'm always considering what what software developers would call the boundary condition, i.e. What's going to make the law fail? What's the exceptions? What, 
the laws have to take into consideration the exceptions to the rule and not just the general rule. So if there are that few uh, abortions that would be needed because of, you know, there are, there are health issues to either the fetus or to the individual who's pregnant, um, then that they need to be allowed to do what they need to do to save their own lives. Because like you, you said, you're Baptist and I don't think, I don't think religious belief should come into play when it comes to drafting of laws. So you're a Baptist, you're, you're free to never have an abortion yourself, which you never will. Uh, you're free to <laughs> date people and only Unless sleep with people. Unless I identify myself as a woman, right? Unless I identify myself as a woman, right? Um, let's, let's, <laughs> let's not be mocking of trans folk. I, you know, they're, they're trans folk are, are legitimate people and who deserve to be treated with respect. Love your neighbor as you would yourself. I was raised Jewish. I, I, I was raised under the Jewish faith. Uh, Jewish law has a much different view of, on abortion than Baptists, than Catholics do. Um, there's... Um, and which is weird, I find a little weird because uh, Christianity is supposedly based off of Judaism, but uh, under Jewish law, um, the, the embryo is considered to be, quote, mere water. So there's, there's no value there other than, you know, there, there's, no, there's no anything. There's a line in the Bible that says that, you know, that basically establishes that um, there is some value to a fetus, but it's not the same value as the person who's gestating. Well, that's not true. The Lord said, I knew you in your mother's womb before you were born. So, uh, you know, that's right there. You could could retcon what things were meant. That's that's talking about an individual. No, it means what it says. Precognition doesn't mean that a fetus is the same as a a born person. The fact that a a, a deity, I don't want to get too much on theological stuff here, but a deity having precognition isn't the same thing as embryo being the same thing as a life. Um, but under Jewish law, in the ninth month, if you're, if you're like two days away from giving birth under Jewish law and the, 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 you haven't started giving birth yet and the pregnancy is going to kill the person who's pregnant, Jewish law not, doesn't just allow for an abortion to take place. Jewish law requires an, an abortion to take place. That individual is required to save their own life because under the Jewish law, there's this concept of a rodef or the pursuer. And you always have the right to defend yourself from a pursuer, even if the pursuer is a condition um, like the pregnancy. And uh, the literal Jewish law states that uh, not only are you required to have the abortion, but if if it's required to do so, you have to remove the fetus from the person who's pregnant, like limb from limb. So you have to, you know, all of the horrible stuff that, you know, as they try and use to, to... say how barbaric abortion is when they're, when they're talking about abortion in pro-life circles, Judaism requires that it requires you to save the pregnant person's life. Um, so and well, I'll certainly pray for you as, as a Jewish person. That, you know. I don't want to, I don't want to make that law. I don't want to make that law either. I don't want to require anybody to do what they don't want to do. If somebody wants to risk their own life because they want to risk, you know, whatever health risks might come along, um, you know, for, whatever reason, they should be free to do so. But I don't think that anybody should be forced to take the risk either if they don't want to take the risk. And I think that we would be much better off and we would reduce abortions if we did more things like have more advances in medical technology, have more education on how to, you know, properly use condoms and how to, you know, you know perhaps make a pill for men. So, and, and also do things like allow allow people to have body autonomy when it comes to 
deciding whether or not they want to have uh, their tubes tied or have a hysterectomy or get a vasectomy even. Uh, it's not as frequent as with men, but I've known of men who have went to the doctors and asked for, you know, a vasectomy. And they're like, well, are you sure? You know, and they're like, yeah, don't, don't, don't judge. Don't try and push your beliefs on me or I don't want kids. Like, give me, give me the snip. But more often, well, it's, well, more often yeah. it's, it's folks, you know, who want to get a hysterectomy or folks who want to get their tubes tied. And the doctor would be like, well, what if your future husband wants to have a child? And the person would be like, well, I'm a lesbian. Well, still, what if you want to have a child? I don't want to have a child. And let, let, so you, you, we live in a society where people do not have autonomy over their body. If you want to let people have um, – if you want to let people have, you know – to, to get hysterectomies, get their tube sides, whatever, just do it. Yes. Final question to you before we move on to some of the other topics uh, would be. Yeah. Well, first of all, this the church thing. You, you misinterpreted wait, wait, that. I, I want to ask you the question. Ten-year-old rape victim from Ohio. Should that person have been able to get an abortion? Yes or no? No. Okay. Then no, you're a terrible no. person. I no, hope you adopt, lose your There's adoption process. There's adoption process there. The and, risk, and you're given. And you're, and you're, and you're given. Wait, high, wait, and what, what I, if I'm monkey, putting you on mute. I'm putting you on mute. <clears throat> the bodily risk to a 10-year-old child for pregnancy, it's ridiculous. No. If you would force a 10-year-old to gestate to term, I'm sorry, but I hope you lose your election. You, you, have no perp- you have no good reason to be serving in government. That's just morally abhorrent to me. Don't claim that you're going to be supportive of, of morality and then want to say that a child, a 10-year-old child who is a rape victim should be, should be forced gestate to term, regardless of the risk that that person might face. You're already going to have to deal with the trauma of the assault. You're already going to have to deal with whatever traumas might take place from the abortion. But to, make, to force them to go nine months pregnant and give birth? No. Screw that. I hope you lose. Bye. Woo! I rarely hang up on people here. I rarely hang up. I rarely, I try not to cut people off. I was, you know, I I was filibustering a good bit. But it's, I mean, uh, I'm going back in terms of beyond cool, it's sick. Yeah, what, I don't know what they're referring to, but it's sick to force a 10-year-old to gestate the term. It's disgusting. Oh, is he calling back? I think he's calling back. I, I, I mean, I really, if you're calling back to listen, that's fine. But I, I see no purpose. I don't want to give the microphone to somebody who believes that the 10 year old should be able, should be forced to give birth. I'm sorry. It, it's, it, it's just not happening. I, I don't want to, I don't want to hear from you anymore. It's just not something that I want to do. I welcome Everybody, when you said you were a Republican running for the House, I was looking forward to having a discussion and debate with you. But there's sometimes there, there's lines that go too far, and this line went too far for me. The fact that you said that a ten-year-old should be required to gestate the term if they get raped and knocked up from the rape—horrible, horrible, morally abhorrent. Morally abhorrent. You need, to, you need to speak to your God. Go talk to Jesus. Have a come to Jesus moment. Go talk to your pastor 
And if your pastor tells you, your preacher tells you that that no 10-year-old who's raped should be able to get an abortion, find a new preacher because that person is a terrible person too. Brendan Triplett, Adam was alive only after his first breath. And, and yeah, I mean, that Jewish law believes that, you know, it's the act of ensoulment takes place on the first breath. But even then, like the first month of first month postpartum, the first month after after the child is born, there there's a requirement under Jewish law to um, sit shiva, to mourn for like seven days, wear black, do certain things. I'm not going to get into whole what you have to do for sitting shiva. But if the child dies in the first month, you don't you're not required by Jewish law to sit shiva because of the risks that are that take place uh, in the first month of birth. Now, you can personally mourn all you want. It's fine. I'm not telling you not to mourn your child, but there's no requirement under Jewish law to sit shiva like there is a requirement to mourn and sit shiva when a close loved one, like a parent or, or a, a child that's older than a month, dies. <laughs> Jeff Curry, if I break my arm, I'm not going to call my state rep. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I should have listened to what district the individual was in. I want to see what district that is. I mean, it's, it's North Carolina, so it's gerrymandered. So odds are it's a Republican district because of gerrymandering. But kimchi, be right back. Massage, lucky. Um, let's see. This guy's nuts. I don't care about the child. Exactly. Hey, guys. Good to see you guys here. Les is smiling. Smilingly trying. Thank you, Les, for joining. Please subscribe if you haven't done so. Um, Baptists are actually speaking to each other in liquor stores here. Nice. Um, can we please not give him airtime on the subject? Well, yeah, eventually shut him up. Um, so, for, so much for keeping the government out of healthcare decisions. That's one of the biggest hypocrisy things as well, is that, you know, my body, my choice, they usurped my body, my choice when it came to mask wearing and vaccinations. Although nobody's forced to get a vaccination. You can choose to not vaccinate. You just can't do certain things um, like go on a cruise for example or enjoy your cruise at least i guess you can go on a cruise if you're unvaccinated if you know you stay in your room the entire time um yeah i mean nobody's holding you down and forcing a needle in your arm you had to wear a mask when you went out during the pandemic when there's no vaccinations going on why because it was a way to prevent the spread well, you can still spread it. Yeah, you could still spread it if you wore a mask. But the likelihood, the odds that you would spread COVID are much slimmer. You know, you, I would love to play poker with these people, just not during the pandemic. But I would love to play poker with these people because there was one, again, I think I've talked about this person before. person was like, well, it's just like, you know, the odds of getting into an accident if you're going to go driving. You either do or you don't. So it's 50-50. And I'm like, oh, please play poker with me. I would love to play some poker with you. I would take all of your money. Every single mo- a bit of money that you had, I would take it because you don't understand odds at all. Well, I could win with the seven deuce, so why as well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you I have pocket aces. Well, I could win with seven deuce. Yeah, you could. Odds are you're not going <clears> to. <throat> Let's see. And a lot of times, a lot of people wanted me to hang up, but I did. Um, <laughs> right, Liberty, and go talk to Jesus. Exactly. I did um, 
you know, a lot of the times when I'm when I'm either saying something online and having an argument online, um, with the Captain Turp, you let him go way too far before correcting him. Either that, or I was giving him enough, giving him enough rope to hang himself. One of the one of the two. There, there's there's some methods to my madness. Not my first rodeo, but um, what often when it, when I'm trying to make a point to somebody who's a conservative, especially to somebody who's an extremist conservative like that, um, it's not, I never believe that I'm going to change that person's. I have changed some conservatives' minds when it when it came to arguments given, and there are people who have changed my mind, you know, by giving a good argument, but. I don't do it to try and save, change the mind of the individual who I'm involved with the discussion with, especially if I know that the person is irredeemable. Because if you believe that a 10-year-old should be forced to gestate to term, that's irredeemable. And caller, if, if, if you know, the candidate, I, you can, if you have a Twitter account, at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, uh, if you want to tell me what you want to talk about, and tag me in a post, say, hey, Liberal Day and Radio, I want to talk about this, maybe I'll consider letting you on. But no, I'm not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna be talking about allowing ten year olds to gestate the term and, and I'm not gonna allow somebody running for office to come on. I gave you your opportunity. Uh you said what district you're running in. I'm sure they could find you if they wanna if anybody who happens to be listening to the show likes your kind of politics, they can rewind the show and find what district you're running in and find who you are. Uh, I, I don't see any reason to uh, I don't see any reason to to give you any more any more time on that issue, especially um, was it TV two like that got my blood pressure up. Yeah, um, I was I was kind of hope I was I was hoping a little bit. I mean, he did say that there was no no chance that no abortions no abortions that exception. Um, I was hoping that he would say, well, that's an exception or whatever. That 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 that's different. I was I was hoping that he might have a slight bit of humanity in there, but no, you don't have any humanity in yourself if you think that a, a ten-year-old should be forced to to give birth. Like there are some weird things, the justifications for certain. Like Bobby Jindal, who used to be the governor of Louisiana, uh, subscribes to the to the Catholic doctrine of the double effect, as to whether or not you can you can end a pregnancy or not. So, double effect explained. If you do a procedure on a person who's pregnant and that procedure is not targeting the embryo or the fetus directly, then it's fine and, 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 and you're not committing a sin if you also happen to cause a termination of the pregnancy. But you can't target, that's the double effect, you can't target the embryo or fetus directly under Catholic doctrine. So, for example, um, if you have an ectopic pregnancy, uh, a salpingectomy, is where they like go in and they slice open the tube, pull out the embryo, seal it back up. A salping gestomy is when they cut the tube out. The most invasive, like they, they, they cut the tube where the ectopic pregnancy is and remove it. So they haven't targeted the embryo. Even that's the reason why they're removing the tube is because the embryo stuck in there. When you could just take a pill, you could just take a pill and cause an abortion of the termination of the ectopic pregnancy. I should have asked about ectopic pregnancies too, um, because that's another thing where uh, ectopic pregnancies are another issue where I'm like, dude, just you should allow somebody to take a pill. This pregnancy is never going to work out it's in the fallopian tube, but no, they want to, they want to, 
pull some doc, some religious doctrine to prevent certain procedures, even though other procedures are much more safe for the individual. Do, do, do. See, I should have asked. Oh, I, I scrolled too far. Do you think your beliefs should dictate all? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think my beliefs should dictate all. I don't care if he believes that his belief, if he, if he believes that his beliefs should dictate all, it doesn't matter. Uh, his beliefs, my beliefs are my beliefs. His beliefs are his beliefs, and I, I shouldn't be able to force anybody to do something they don't want to do. Um, let's see. According to Christianity, it's all part of God's plan. The ten-year-old should just continue to be victimized because Jesus is the plan for her, and it included motherhood at ten years old. I mean. That's sometimes that <laughs> he did respond to me on Twitter. You do exactly what every liberal does. You cut off before the answer is finished. Um, are, are, so you can respond to that thread and you can say whether or not a 10 year old should be able to have an abortion or not. And if you, if you say, yeah, I don't believe that 10 year old should be able to abort, then, you know, you're still ugh, in my book. So unless Smiley is trying, it says, you know, according to Christianity, it's all part of God's plan. Ten-year-old should just continue to be victimized because Jesus has a plan for her, and it includes mother. Well, if somebody gets an abortion, isn't that also part of God's plan? I mean, I've never understood that. Like, you know, with the people who complain uh, about, you know, Obama being – they complained when Obama was president. They complained that Biden was president. Well, isn't that part of God's plan? If God controls everything, if God controls everything, why vote? No reason to vote if if God wanted Donald Trump to be president in 2020, God would have made sure that would happen, right? No action needed by you. God's plan. Let's see. <laughs> Aaron, he's from North Carolina. Yes, he's apparently he's from North Carolina. Um, do, 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 do. Who wants to go on a boat you can't fish off? I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um. There's also been an increase in convicting women for miscarrying over the past couple of years. That's another thing that happened. Because of these new abortion laws, uh, Texas woman prevented from miscarriage care. Let's see if I get it. Woman says Texas abortion law prevented her from getting timely miscarriage care. In the three weeks since, this is according to 13 WIBW in Topeka, Kansas. Uh, in the three weeks, it's by CNN. It's a CNN article, though. I don't know why. There's, it says by CNN, so it's a CNN article. But, hey, we're from Topeka, Kansas. W-I-B-W. At least it's not W-I-B-S. W-I-B-S. syndromes. In three weeks since a Supreme Court overturned the constitutional right to an abortion, uncertainty is growing as to how it will affect pregnancy-related issues like fertility treatments, contraception, even miscarriage. A woman in Texas said after finding out she had a miscarriage, her doctor refused to perform the necessary medical procedure, which means she carried her dead fetus for two weeks until she found a doctor who would help her. Estelle and Ab De Silva have always wanted a little brother or sister for their daughter, Adelina. Instead, what they said they got was a nightmare because of the Texas anti-abortion law. I get so angry I was treated this way because the laws were passed by men who have never been pregnant and never will be. Her nightmare started off as a dream come true. After months of trying, she became pregnant late last summer. We were super excited because we didn't think I could get pregnant. An ultrasound at seven and a half weeks showed all was well, but an ultrasound two weeks later showed something different. There was no heartbeat. There's no viable pregnancy. Uh, Stealth asked her doctor for standard treatment, a surgery to remove the fetal remains, dilation and extraction. 
She said her doctor refused. That surgery commonly known as DNC is the same procedure used to abort a living fetus. She said, well, because the new law is passed, you're going to have to get another ultrasound for me to be able to even do anything for you. She was overwhelmed emotionally and physically. The pain would get so severe it'd be hard to walk. Um, she went to a second invasive ultrasound at an imaging center, describing it later as someone shoves a wand in my sensitive areas, i.e. the intrauterine one, where they just take the thing and shove it up your hoo-ha. Uh, hey, you lost your baby again. I shouldn't have to go through that twice. She added, I was gut-wrenching. Uh, you already know what you're going to see. It's just like seeing it twice, being told you're not going to be a mom. Still not enough to get her doctor to give her medical care. Had to go get another ultrasound showing her dead fetus. She was walking around carrying a dead fetus and just emotionally carrying around knowing when there's nothing you can do. Uh, felt very like, I can't grieve or move past it because I'm just walking around carrying the fetus. Uh, Dr. Lillian Shapiro, who's been an OBGYN in Atlanta for 30 years, uh, said that carrying a dead fetus is also dangerous to the mother. She can develop an infection that makes her sterile and never be able to have children again. Or even worse, when the baby dies inside, the baby starts to release parts of its tissue that can get into the mother's blood supply and can cause organ failure and cause death. In Texas, in some states, a doctor who does the right thing and surgically removes a dead fetus could be vulnerable to an expensive lawsuit. Any private citizen can walk into court and say, I think Dr. Smith performed an abortion. Uh, citizens are incentivized to bring such cases. They can win more than $10,000. <sighs> yeah, so that's the byproduct of these. But they don't care. Again, they don't care about that. They don't care about what happens to the person after the fact. They don't care that their policy prevents an individual from getting the needed care after a miscarriage. Um, it, it's, it's, they don't give a crap at all. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Let's see. Let's scroll back down. Saw your call. Your stance is gross on any platform. Uh, I, was, I know, Leslie, I know you're being sarcastic. Uh, here's another fun fact. One of the side effects of overturning Roe v. Wade is in Missouri that an old law kicks in that you can't get a divorce finalized when you're pregnant. Oof, I hadn't heard that one. Oh, geez. I mean, that's what we're going to go back to where, where a, uh, a woman, a, a wife can't get, won't be able to apply for a credit card or get a home loan or do anything without being married. Um, see, here's a riddle. Two sides go to the boat, go to war, both pray to their God. For swift victory, one side loses, one wins, yet both pray to the same God. Pretty much. Um, let's see. I, I know, Les, I knew you didn't think that a 10-year-old should have to carry a pregnancy term. I was just talking about um, talking about the, the weirdness of God's plan because God's plan uh, could have just been the abortion. Um, this single account is horrific enough to justify Roe on its own, not to mention all the other medically necessary terminations. Um, that's right. Doing, I guess, a reset. Again, this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central. We will be on the air tomorrow for a special show for a live reaction to uh, the hearings of this January 6th insurrection. If I had to bet, um, let's see. Joseph Gibson on Twitter goes, the same person, goes, if it is in the law, then yes, if the 10-year-old life is in jeopardy, then of course this life of the 10-year-old must be saved. But here's the thing. There's no, there, was, there was no immediate danger at that very second to the 10-year-old. There's no immediate danger at that very second. So, ten year, so the law wouldn't allow But I asked you specifically, do you believe the 10-year-old should 
be required to gestate the term? And you said yes. So that's it. I don't care what the law says at that point. You believe that, and you believe that she should be required to gestate the term, and you want to be a representative, an elected official. So, nope. Sorry. <laughs> uh, gave a link to his uh, blog talk radio show. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, I have no reason to call that show. It's just that you have no reason to call mine. Um, so, yes, you can uh, patreon.com slash if you want to support the show financially. You can also uh, give a, uh, you know, make a contribution via Venmo, or you can buy me a cider. Go to liberalband.com, click the buy me a cider button, or buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio. Um, I get to keep more of the money if you Venmo me. Uh, but you get to hear the cool little ding uh, if you if you do buy me a cider, and of course signing up for the Patreon is just a is a long term thing. But if you can't afford to help the show, I understand. You know, again, we're living in a, in a tough time. Inflation is high. Even though inflation is high, I have not increased. I don't think I've increased any of the prices um, on on my uh, advertisement rates, if you will. Um, I might have adjusted some of them. I don't know. But it wasn't it wasn't in response to inflation. That that it was just more of in response to what it would be worth for me to have those extra shows. But if you want to sponsor bits or you could sponsor hypocrite of the week, you could sponsor words of redneck wisdom. There's that option too. Um, There's also, you know, you could also sponsor the mini cast and then I would do the mini cast at least twice a week, twice a month um, to be able to have more, more show out there. Also with the mini cat, another Peter Brady throat thing, I guess. I don't know. Also with uh, the mini cast, if the link is in the YouTube video, um, if you get also minicast.liberalband.com, if you go to minicast.liberalband.com, that is the site of the Liberal Band Radio minicast, and you could leave a voicemail. You could leave me a 60-second clip. You can ask me a question or you can make a comment, and I'll respond to those comments that, unless you're uh, good old Joseph over there. Maybe I probably would ignore or I'll either ignore you if you, if you left your comment on, on, on Anchor. Or I, might, I might mock you. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if, if you did that, I, I would see what, what I would want to tend, how I would want to handle that one. There's not a guarantee that if you, um, there's no guarantee that I'm going to respond to you if I don't feel like it, but it's another way where you could ask me a question off hours. If, if something comes to you, it's like, I don't know what liberal Dan thinks about this. Just go to minicast.liberaldan.com and you can leave a voicemail there and I'll, and I'll, and I'll make a show around several of those. If I can get a couple of those, I'll make a show around several of them. So you can kind of guide uh, what the minicast does at least. Um, and I, I guess I would give uh, special consideration if, if, if it's coming from one of the Patreons as well. You might get first dibs or you might get the bug jump, but jump to the head of the line based off of your Patreon sponsorship. If you ask a question and other people also ask them, I'd give you uh, priority if you're a Patreon. So, there's also nerdydan.com. If you go to the website nerdydan.com or see nerdydan.com on uh, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube as well. That's where my uh, nerdy pop culture wrestling and other stuff is. Um, and if you want to, uh, you could. I, I gave the link earlier in the video. You could see my karaoke uh, version of What a Wonderful World. If you heard the first commercial, you heard that. Uh, the, for the commercial for the minicast includes a little bit of my Louis Armstrong impression, but when I did that one, I was a little bit feeling under the weather. It's not the best one. I think the one I did in the cruise ship was really good. I still only came in second place, but, you know, wait, 
I, I really should have this higher up. It is what it is. I, I think I tried to, and then I just put other clips uh, over it. Let's go ahead and we have a, we have another well caller from two hundred three. If you do want to call, if you do want to make a point or ask a question, hit one, and I think that'll raise your hand, and I'll see that you want to ask a question. Um, but let's go ahead before we get to the caller. If the caller does want to join in, um, we do have words of redneck wisdom. So let's go ahead. We'll hear that, and then we'll we'll, we'll make some comments on that as well because it's you know somebody talking about me. And now, words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Hey, I wanted to address something by uh, the last caller. You know, these intellectually bankrupt, sniveling, coward liberals who try to use the law to, to force their will on society. He mentions uh, equal protection under the law. Uh, I don't see privileges as equal protection. I see equal protection as protection from the law, i.e. prosecution. Because if this person was serious, he would see that uh, action type programs and advantages given to people simply because of their skin color is not equal protection under the law. Those are privileges that are given. And a marriage, a recognized marriage, is a privilege that is given. So if a people of a state, which they had done in every state where there was a referendum, about gay marriage, they voted it down. But you see, a federal judge somewhere nullified those elections. And then the Supreme Court uh, uh, codified it, but approved approved that. And and made it a a right. But that's not equal protection. Furthermore, this sniveling coward says just because something isn't listed in the Constitution doesn't mean it's a right. In respect to abortion, we're talking about the taking of a human life, you, you piece of scum. Now, the, the Constitution doesn't enumerate okay. the right of me to beat the brains out of any liberal I don't like. So, so I guess that's an implied right that I have. Right? Regardless that I'm, I might be destroying a human life or causing bodily harm, but this is a right to destroy an unborn child. And, oh, because it's not enumerated, doesn't mean it's not a right. These people are sick. And I want to point them out every chance I get, and I'm going to. Because they love to call you conservative guests and call them hypocrites. Well, they're worse than hypocrites. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. (laughs) There you go. I mean, I heard this one after because I was the previous caller, obviously. <clears throat> Apparently, wants to kick my butt or something. I don't know. Um, I got a big. I laughed audibly listening to it live when he was like, "Liberals want to try and use the law to force their will on society." Really, really, isn't that rich? No, I'm sorry, but no, you are. The uh, and you complain that I call conservative callers and whatever hypocrites. Yeah, you're a hypocrite because you're supporting these laws. You you then then this person initial. I could have made him hypocrite of the week, but who the hell knows who this guy is? Because he sits there and he's like, liberals want to use the law to force their own society, but the people should be able to vote to stop gay people from getting married. And no equal protection under the law. <laughs> Jeff Curry, 
five minutes later, he had no idea he made the call. Probably right. Um, that freak needs to say the quiet part out loud. They believe pregnancy is a punishment for for women for not keeping their legs closed. That's what they really believe. I yeah, I mean, that's what they believe. You should have put an aspirin between your knees. Oh, clearly, they don't know all uh, all uh, all the all the uh, positions that one could do. Um, but yeah, trying to use the law to force their will on society. But you know, then we want to ban gay marriage. No, you're using when you ban gay marriage, you're using the law to force your will on society. But again, an equal protection of the law is not just about if you're getting sued. So, now, look. There are circumstances equal the equal protection clause of the Constitution um, didn't stop uh, the uh, murder of the civil rights workers in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, you needed federal action to, to to go after them because you know because it's not just about lawsuits. It's, it's, again, Area Code two hundred three. If if you want to talk, hit one to raise your hand. Um, they want to use lawsuit they want to use whatever the states believe that they had the that they could just you know shove things under the rug but no equal protection is more than just lawsuits more than just cushion it's about how the law treats you and the law should treat people equally under the law that's what it means to have equal protection under the law uh and people shouldn't be able to vote down gay marriage you know the the 10th amendment does Tell state that the marriage is not talked about in the Constitution. Therefore, regulating marriage is left to the states. But here's the big but. I like big buts, and I cannot lie. You you can't do it. You can't regulate marriage in such a way that's in violation of the Constitution. And of course, hey Andrea Brower, thank you for joining. Um, and if you noticed, as he was talking about the fact that he was all clutching his pearls over the whole, just because something isn't a right, it doesn't mean it's not a, something listed in the Constitution doesn't mean it's not a right. I mean, again, the Ninth Amendment clearly states that the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights should not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And that's why I have this handy-dandy Ninth Amendment thing where I could just toggle it on and off. Well, there it is. There it is again. Toggle the Ninth Amendment on and off because whenever I have to deal with these morons who love to talk about the Constitution and love to talk about constitutional rights and everything and love to claim that they know the Constitution but forget the redheaded stepchild of the Constitution that is the Ninth Amendment. So, let's see. <laughs> Captain Turp, hey, Andrea, I almost didn't recognize you in gray. Uh you know, you got to have several outfits, right? You know, blue for blue for formal, for Hal, gray for me, you know. Wait, where is it? Damn it. I should have had it ready again. It is what it is. I should just, just move it all the way up to the top, and therefore I'll never lose it. See, here's the thing. I'll move it all the way up to the top of, of my uh, – I didn't even move. Silly thing. Anyway, uh, there, was, and there was another caller who, who actually, by name – and referring, I think, to the same phone call who called in, like, at the end of the show today. So let, let, let's hear that gem as well. 
call, you know, Liberal Dan's a, a piece of, of work, but uh, not the, the call he just made, but a previous call, I think it was on Monday, and he said, you know, Jeff, just because abortion is not in the Constitution doesn't mean that there's not a legal right to it, right? That was his whole argument. And you know what? That's the same legal argument that Donald Trump was trying to make during the election when it comes to certifying of the votes from, from the states. That just because it's not in the Constitution, there's a lot of things on the Constitution that's later been recognized as being legal doctrines, right? So that's the same argument Trump was trying to make. So I'm glad that Liberal Dan agrees with Trump that there's a lot of things <laughs> that are legal that may not appear in the consti- Constitution, such as uh-huh. certification of the votes from w- when the states turn, turn the, the, the votes in. Yeah. So... And here's another, and maybe he was simply making a joke. I don't know. Maybe he was just simply making a ha-ha funny. I don't know. It could be, it could be the case. It might not be the case. I don't know. Um, but I think he was being somewhat serious in that, you know. But here's the thing, and here's, here's what conservatives do, many conservatives do at least, is they conflate powers and rights. Powers are one thing. Rights are another thing. Powers belong to government and people acting via government, like via ballot initiatives. Rights are things that people have. So government has the power to regulate the militia, but the person has the right to bear arms, for example. But that right, as written by Scalia in Heller, is not unlimited and can be regulated. Um. But a lot of times, again, you'll hear the conservatives say things like, oh, states' rights, states' rights, blah, blah, blah. No such thing as states' rights. Well, what about the Tenth Amendment? The Tenth Amendment does not mention the word right. It mentions powers. States have powers. People have rights. So, no, Donald Trump didn't have the power to do what he said. Why? Because it's not a power given to the presidency via the Constitution. Therefore, it's not a power that's retained by the president. However, a right is something that's different than a power. And a right doesn't have to be enumerated in the Constitution. Very simple civics class. If it's not listed in the Constitution, it's not a power that the federal government has. But if it's not listed in the Constitution, it doesn't mean it's not a right that people have. Because the Constitution is supposedly limiting on the powers of the federal government, but it is not limiting on the rights of individuals. Now, of course, these are the same people that believe that you should be able to own other people, treated black people as if they were three-fifths of the person, to give southern states disproportionate weight in Congress and to otherwise dehumanize uh, folks who were black, who didn't grant women the ability to vote till the, you know, much later in the formation of this country, uh, Jews couldn't vote initially, um, what have you. So these people were not paragons of virtue by any stretch of the imagination, but the conservatives are the ones who are always trying to point at them and say, well, yeah, but, that, but, this is what, but then they forget half the things that they say while, whilst citing the Federalist Papers, while being hypocritically textualists and originalists. Ridiculousness-ists is what they should be. Ridiculousness-ists, is that, if that's, that's not a word. Uh, what, what should we call it? Um, was it Judge Johnson or, or Congressman Johnson, was it, was it? 
said something about it. It's a made up. Uh, assault weapon is a made up term. All words are made up. Every single solitary word out there was made up. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Let's let's go back down through the chat. Uh, Jolie, Andrea feels like a drain, like a cell phone battery instead of eight hours, eight minutes. <laughs> um, take care of yourself, Andrea. You know, you, you have a lot of responsibilities to do. You do a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. And I appreciate, I appreciate everything that you do on house channel. I appreciate that you give me shouts out. You clearly don't have to, but you do. Um, yeah. Andrew, I mean, I do like you in your mod suit. You would be welcome to also mod here, but I know you have a lot of modding things and I wouldn't ask you to do that. Oh, you have COVID. Oh no. Oh. Andrea, first time modding in my PJs. This is technically my first time hosting in my PJs. I mean, it's a blue shirt. You can't really tell, but I have on pajama pants too. I, I showered prior to the show and I'm just like, I'm just going to wear my PJs. So, so You've seen me in it. It's not my skivvies, but it's my PJs that you've seen me in. Um, yeah, I had COVID before the cruise. Again, mask. We we did everything responsible. We we. And I was even trying to make sure that we self quarantined before any diagnosis, just to make sure that we didn't get COVID, and we still got COVID. Um, but we were still able to go on a cruise because we were able to test negative before the cruise. And there you go. So, <clears throat> but. Have you gotten on the uh, have you have you taken the Paxlovid? Because um, I took the Paxlovid, and Aaron, y'all never know what I'm wearing while I'm watching the streams. I guess that's a true statement, Aaron. I'll try not to be inappropriate. <laughs> but wow, um, I don't want to pull my, pull the West card out there. Uh, but yeah, you got the Paxlovid today. Um, I'm just warning. I don't know if you've heard this about Paxlovid yet. It, it will leave, at least it did for me and my wife. There was a bad taste in my mouth afterwards. It's not a fun taste. It's it's like kind of metallic and icky. Um, but um, it's worth it because I think it helped me kick its ass a lot quicker than I would have otherwise. Um Hey, Benny Loco, thank you for joining us back on the chat. Remember, Benny Loco has a YouTube channel as well. Um, the mods are free to share that link as well to, so that y'all go subscribe to Benny Loco as well. Listen to listen to that channel too. I'm all about sharing, sharing the wealth, uh, sharing, you know, we should all be lifting each other up. We should all be, uh, we should all, all, all of the smaller podcasts, all the smaller channels and I'm, now, compared to Benny Loco, I'm, I'm smaller than Benny Loco subscriber-wise, although I'm really – this is my first real push to try and get a good amount of subscribers. But um, that, that's what the, the – I still haven't – I still haven't found anything better for um, – what is it? Grow left. So far, my, my idea for the next thing that's not, um, that's not the, the stop the coup is the grow left option the uh you know where where we want to foster and build up a farm system or, or a minor league system if you will of lots of small podcasts that can get out there that can educate and inform and work our way up so that when it's time for like the big guys to to, to decide that they're going to step down that there's plenty of people that can come take their place um m- much like what the conservatives do with conservative talk radio and conservative podcasts you know stuff like, you know, 
the the whatchamacallit, the uh um, from people like V Radio, I guess, to people like uh oh what's his, the guy behind the change my mind guy. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Crowder. Steven Crowder. Um, you know, from him, you know, from the Jeff Queer show they listen to. I used to listen to Jeff Queer back when he was just a local station and nothing else. Um, on a different station, and it was only talking to the people locally, and he went from that to somebody who's now on, like, bigger things. And, of course, I don't agree with him on most everything, um, but I've listened to him for a while because I want to understand. I think it's good to understand what the other side thinks, but the other side has done a great job of building up their farm teams, of building up their minor leagues, of building up uh, the their uh, their ability to have to be able to pluck someone out from – from, from the lower echelons and be able to put them into the mainstream and, and have a lot of people who are out there talking. And the more people you have out, out, you have out there talking, the more chances you have to, to reach people. And that, that's why I think uh, – see, I don't know if Liberal Farm is going gonna, is gonna to be as catchy as Grow Left. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Liberal Farm, people might say Liberal Farm, Animal Farm. I don't know. So, wait, who's calling names? Is somebody? Do, do, do. Oh, Gibson Media is the, the candidate, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that Gibson Media is the candidate. But let's, let's see what Gibson Media had to say. Uh, Theos is a complete clown. Don't call people clowns. I guess I missed all of Gibson's uh, stuff, comments whilst talking because sometimes I have to scroll back through the chat. Uh, let's see. Yes, Dan is awesome. Thank you, Digit9. Appreciate you. Um, I, I like this. I, I'm glad you like the idea. And, and I, I, I think it's a great idea I find that it finally came to my head because the stop the coup thing isn't working. So um, uh, I don't know. So I was thinking that this one might be better. Um, but I, I think it's a good, it's just, I wanted to have a catchy name and I feel like there potentially could be something more catchy than grow left, but I don't know what that is. And I haven't thought of it yet. Uh, yeah, I do like the Dan. I, I, I don't know if I'm completely sold on Dan heads either. Um, but, uh, I, I, I almost want to say just, just it's like, welcome Dan heads are welcome master debaters and cunning linguists. But, I mean, that's kind of ripping off other people's ideas. I don't know. I have, um, I think, Master Debater or Cunning Linguist in the back of my Liberal Dan shirt. Uh, other shirts are going to be produced at some point soon as well. Um, let's see. You'll never get anywhere with your podcast. I mean, have you had a uh, famous comedian, uh, Hal Sparks, on your radio show, Gibson Media? I don't know. That's my biggest claim to fame at this point, where Hal Sparks has been a regular guest on my show for the last few months. So, and a lot of these people who who are watching right now are also fans of the Hal Sparks from places like Talk Soup and Queer as Folk and Lab Rats and other and and his stand up comedy specials. So, you know, I have people locally that that get excited that they hear, oh my God, this I'm, I can't believe I just met Liberal Dan. Because despite the fact that they talk poorly about me on uh, on the radio, when they actually meet me, they get very excited to meet me. Now, I mean, I'm not a huge superstar yet, but maybe someday I will be. 
Um, uh, Andrea, yes, uh, there is a uh, Joseph Gibson online radio on Blog Talk Radio uh, that he shared the link to his to his podcast on my Twitter feed. So there's that. Um, I don't know how many followers, listeners, or whatever. Um, Dan with a damn with a big mic. I mean, this is kind of a big mic, right? I mean, I, I it's bigger than my other mics. Um, I don't know if I'm a size. I want to call it a size queen when it comes to my mic, but you know, let's see, I, I Gibson, you did let's see, let's let last Lieutenant Colonel from the Air Force. What? Um, let's last. I don't know what you're saying there. Are you saying that you were Lieutenant Colonel from the Air Force? Is that what you're saying? Oh, uh, you had retired U.S. Army General Paul Valley. Okay, there you go. I mean, good. They have somebody that some people might know too. Good for you. Um, but a little advice if you want to fix America, knock it off. Okay. Um, I uh, <laughs> Joseph, is that true, Aaron? Is there a link to the to the to the primary results? So so Gibson was when he was running, he was running, i.e., no longer. Uh, let's see. House. Oh, is it autocomplete? This is back from April. Here's Ballotopedia. Joseph A. Gibson, Republican Party, ran for the election to the North Carolina House of Representatives to represent District 65. He lost in the Republican primary on May 17th, 2022. Um, let's see if there's a link to that here. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, this is not really showing. This is not really showing the percentages, but look. I'm not going to begrudge somebody for running in and of itself. I mean, I've ran for uh, I've ran for office before several times, and I lost. And I learned some things doing it, and it was a good experience doing it. And I just I'm a very bad fundraiser. I guess I'll put it that way. I'm a very bad fundraiser. If I was going to run for office again, there's actually an opportunity that if if I really wanted to run for office again, I could because my local school board seats up for grabs because the person who was sitting in it is, is resigning. But again, I told, I promised my wife that I would not run for office again unless I could, first of all, pay off all of my previous campaign con- campaign uh, debts to myself. I mean, I owe myself money from the previous campaigns. If I could do that and then raise money for a campaign, I would potentially do it, but not before that. So let's see, Brendan Triplett, intelligence is very attractive, Dan. Well, are you saying that I'm intelligent? I, I, I might being presumptuous in you saying that I am intelligent vis-a-vis I am attractive. So I know I'm cute too, to some people at least. My wife thinks I'm cute. My mom thinks I'm cute, I guess. <laughs> Though she has to say that. <clears throat> Let's see, get an EVRE20 for the ultimate in God mics. Yeah, um, this one's a pretty good one. I, like, I've been happy with the results of this one. I, I'll probably stick with it for a while. It was a little, it was more, more pricey than the other ones. I could probably share. Um, let's see. What's your platform imposing theocracy on the rest of us? Yeah, I mean, you can, you're free to say in the chat, Gibson, Joseph, Joseph, you're free to say in chat. If you say that I was wrong, 
that you don't if you, now you're saying that under the law that we should follow the law but i was asking of your personal opinion of whether or not a 10 year old who's raped and, and pregnant and should be able to have an abortion and you said no that a 10 year old who is raped and impregnated from the rape should not be able to have an abortion and that's why where i had just had to cut it off because i'm not that that's morally abhorrent to me you may find abortion morally abhorrent and that's your right to do so i find that morally abhorrent i find forcing i think it's almost it's akin to another rape except what's coming out is much larger than what went in to, to not be, I mean, that's a little graphic baby, but sometimes you have to be a little graphic to make the point. Yeah. I mean, you should not be able to force a 10 year old to gestate the term because first of all, there is no state in the United States that I'm aware of where a 10 year old can consent to anything. So it's automatically rape. So there's there's no there's no argu- there's no arguments about whether or not somebody wanted anything or not. There's no argument about well you should have kept your legs closed. There's no argument like the, your typical misogynist arguments that come from the right wing that try and tell individuals who get pregnant that maybe perhaps they shouldn't have not gotten pregnant if they didn't want if they didn't want to be pregnant. As if again, as someone said in the chat, the, sometimes conservatives believe that abortion should be a, a repercussion or a punishment for having the dirty, dirty sex, dirty, dirty sex. Don't like, you know, I'm, liberal day and radio is sex positive and is supportive of consensual sex by any who's involved. If you, you want to have fun and do whatever it is you want to do. You should be able to do it. One person, two people, five people, 20 people. As long as everybody consents, I'm, I'm fine with it. None of my business. I'm not involved. It's none of my business. But, but, but let's see. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron says I'm very intelligent. Let's see. But the, I'm not trying to see. <laughs> let's see. Come with a coherent argument. Yeah, coherent arguments are nice. Restoring our republic lawfully. So I guess, uh, Joseph... You oppose the January 6th insurrectionists, and you don't, or do you believe that they were just tourists? I mean, I guess I'm still allowing you to have a voice if you're chatting in the room, but whatever. You could, you, we'll let you hang out in the chat for a second. Uh, the January 6th insurrectionists were not trying to restore our republic lawfully. They were trying to install a dictator for life, Donald Trump. They wanted to overturn the will of the electorate, and as such, uh, and 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 even hang Mike Pence, as they said repeatedly behind Ashley Babbitt before she died. Um, do you believe Ashley Babbitt was murdered? That's another good question to ask conservative politicians that are running. Um, let's see, I have a Chucker John. I've had some very famous people in my chat, including, including Jolie and Kinky Streets. And I'm very glad. I am also very glad to have Jolie and Kinky Streets and various other people. Uh, Aaron West, again, you're very intelligent. Does that mean I'm also very attractive? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Buh, buh, buh. You hung up so fast you never allowed the answer. Play it back. I mean, I can't play it back now. I mean, anybody's welcome to play it back, but I mean, you're you're welcome. You're welcome to just restate it in the chat. And TV2 Live, you don't force a 10-year-old to give birth. Well, I mean, Ohio apparently wanted to. Um, but here's the thing. 
is that, again, conservatives, as Nimbusiosh with the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast likes to say, uh, to conservatism, uh, hypocrisy is a prerequisite or some manner of speech of that. Um, so there are a lot of times where, you know, that conservatives, again, don't like to be told what to do, but like to tell other people what to do. So, um, if, if Gibson, if Gibson would have, uh, Gibson media, let's say had a child, I don't know if they have a child or not. And then let's, let's say the child came home, consented to sex and came home pregnant, um, would, it would would there be an abortion in Texas? Would you sneak her out to to sneak them out to some other state where it was allowed, just to to avoid the the repercussions of the law that you support? I don't know. I would have never hung up on Dan. I mean, I rarely hung up. I hang up on people, Joseph. I rarely hang up on people. It's rare. It happens. I think you might be the second one that I've hung up on. Maybe third. Probably can count on, on one hand. The amount of people that I've hung up on. Um, at, but when you said that a 10-year-old should – I mean, you could talk about you being pro-life, and you could say you could pro, you're pro-life, and I still let you stay on the show at that point. But when you said that a 10-year-old should be forced to gestate, nope, sorry, nope. I don't feel like giving you any more of a platform at that point, at least verbally. I mean, you're, you're, you're chatting still. Um, this is the United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave. Uh, or as what George W. Bush would say, our eyes will Farrell, the land of the free and the home of the whopper. Uh, let's see, some good, some bad. How's the digital inflation rate going? Uh, your body, my choice, pretty much. Uh, again, a 10-year-old cannot consent. Uh, Biden is working. I'm happy. Um, wait, did Gibson? Uh, I, I, I must have missed something. I don't know. Do you believe in the Constitution totally or just pick out the parts that work for you? I mean, clearly, many conservatives are do that. You have to do that if you say the word state rights, first of all. If you've ever said the word states' rights, uh, you believe – you pick and choose what, the, what you want to see out of the Constitution. Um, see, nobody knows your own body better than yourself. You should be able to make your own decisions about your own body. Temple 1219, absolutely, 100% agree. Um, now tell us you got a copy of Hunter Hide a Laptop Gibson, <laughs> the, the 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 mythical laptop, or on the lip of you know there's no laptop as we all know, and I just don't understand like it's it's almost like it's a Monty Python sketch or some other bizarre comedy that you know where like. They try and have a sneaky caper that goes on. Maybe it's like the bad guy from Scooby-Doo. And like, just, I mean, just you find the one, you happen to find the one shop in Delaware, despite the fact that I think that Hunter Biden was in California. So Hunter Biden had to go all the way across the country, supposedly, to Delaware to give a, to give a laptop. But it just happened to be a blind person, a guy who was legally blind. So therefore, he couldn't see who was actually giving him the laptop? Did you just say it was Hunter Biden and that was it? You couldn't verify visually that it was Hunter Biden. And then, then he was, just, oh, let's go into the files. Oh, we went into the files. And they always saw all these terrible things, you know, that probably could have been a combination of hacking and WikiLeaks or whatever, 
thrown into a thumb drive, and now you know Matt Gates and all the other morons like Matt Gates are waving around their uh, the, the thumb drive, saying they have a supposed laptop. Let's see. Gibson made a 50 years of Biden. You want more? Comparing Biden to Trump? Yes, I would take more Biden than Trump any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, I miss what Captain Turp said. I don't know. The 10-year-old subject really is nothing that the government should not be involved in anyway. Well, look, 10-year-old subject... The, the government should be involved in the decision at all anyway. Because even if you want to grant full personhood to the embryo, which I don't, but even if you do want to do that, no person has the right to use the body of another continuously without continuous consent. And if, if I want to stop the use of my body uh, from being used continuously because I don't consent to it, then I should be able to terminate whatever connection I have to any other human despite of the effect that it might have on that human. And if that person won't get off by asking or by simple force, then that person uh, can, can, I can use deadly force at that point to, to remove the person from my, uh, from my person, if you will. Hey, John Def, how's it doing? Thank you for joining. I don't know if you had joined earlier. Madam Zenobia, thank you as well. Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right. You can support the show by making sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, because likes help. Even dislikes help, apparently. Um, you can Venmo me, scanning the Venmo code, buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio, patreon.com slash liberaldan, or patreon.liberaldan.com to become a Liberal Dan Radio patron, as well as many different ways that you can support Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. And I'm hoping to get to, oh, two or three has their hand raised now. I, I missed that. So I'll get to that in a second. Um, but... You know, again, the most important thing, I want to be able to get to 1,000 so I can be monetized so then I can start doing all, all the fun things like having the, the chats, uh, having, having the sponsorships in chat as well, having people be able to donate through YouTube as just another, as an easier way of contributing to the channel. But I can't get that until I'm monetized. So, you know, that's the rules. That's how they be. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. All right, let's go to 203. How's it going? If I finally saw your hand up, so I figured I, I, I could let you in. What's your name? Where are you from? Hey, I'm up here in Connecticut. Uh, okay. You know, in the, one of the liberal states. Yes. I'm just, I just kind of tuned in a little late there, sometime after Mr. Gibson got cut off. Okay. Uh, I do subscribe to his station, and uh, I know one thing that uh, he doesn't, cut people off. He gives them an opportunity to speak. And when they disagree with him, he doesn't just shut them down because they disagree with him or because they find that his his opinion is repulsive. And I'm just curious, maybe you want to rethink that a little bit. I think it's I mean, kind of rude. As I said, I, I mean, I've had... I, I agree. Go you're, ahead. The host Go ahead. The, you're, you're the host and, you know, the host is always in, in control. There's no question about that. But I, I just was curious because I've listened to his programs, and he uh, gives everybody a platform, whether they agree or disagree, and uh, and leaves it open. And I'm just curious as, you know, I just couldn't understand. Uh, I tuned in, like I said, I tuned in late. 
and evidently he said something that you didn't agree with and you've just cut him off and now you're playing in the chat room with him and reading what he said and he's not allowed to defend himself in that. And I'm just curious, you know, it's, it seems to be a pattern when you're dealing with liberals in the country and, uh, you know, I'm an independent, but when you're dealing with liberals in the country, uh, they, when you disagree with them, they assassinate your character and they assassinate who you are rather than address the problem. And, and, and that's the problem. And okay, so well, because, and I'm, let, so I'm let, let me talk for a second. Let me talk for a second. I don't want to, I don't want to have to mute you. Thank you, Jolie. Jolie bought me a cider. Appreciate you. Um, you're awesome. Anyway, so back to the topic at hand. Um, if you go back to previous episodes of my podcast, and I've been having doing, I, I don't know if all of them are still available here on Blog Talk Radio, but there's there's a good bit. I think some of them got lost in the shuffle, or maybe some software glitch or something. I lost a couple of them along the way. Uh, but if you go back, and I, don't, I can't specifically tell you which episodes to listen to, but there are episodes where um, the caller bringing a boy or some of the other individuals, you know, who have called in who are conservatives, and I've I've had them on the show, and we've had you know, we've had long conversations about stuff and, and we didn't agree uh, on many of the things, but I, I didn't automatically hang up on them. I, I often do want and encourage people who disagree with me to call into the show. So I think, I think you're, you're judging the show and judging me in particular based off of one particular interaction. Now in, in Joseph Gibson, we have an, an example of an individual who. Um, you know, is running for office, and it's fine, or ran for office, it's fine. I I support people taking part in the democratic process and people running for office, and I don't think anybody should be specifically shamed just for running for office, regardless of the party that they're in, and or should be shamed for losing an election, because it's a tough thing to win an election, especially if you're trying to do it from the outside looking in. Uh, Incumbency is very powerful and stuff like that. So kudos to anybody who wants to try and make a difference and try and 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 do good if you really want to do good. Uh, the, the issue that I had, and the and uh, he he came on. I didn't hang up on him when he said he was pro-life. I didn't hang up when he said he disagrees with all abortions. Uh, I didn't hang on up. I didn't hang up on him until he said that uh, the ten-year-old uh, from Ohio should have been forced uh, to gestate. And I was, I was like, do you believe that a raped ten-year-old should be able to gestate? Uh, should be forced to gestate and not be able to get an abortion. And he didn't believe that a 10 year old who's raped and impregnated should be able to do that. And I, I drew my line there and I said, look, that is morally abhorrent to me. I don't believe that, that, that type of, I don't want to give that type of person any more of a, of at least an audio platform uh, on my show. So that, well, that's why I cut him off but... and that's why I hung up. And so he's the exception. He's not the rule. Um, but and, and I think, I... Well, isn't he entitled to his opinion? Isn't that the problem in our country now? That that we know if somebody has a difference of opinion, we just shut them up. But that's I mean, the, the thing: the, the difference of opinions are like, you know, what should the tax rate be? What type of taxation system should we have? Right, listen, well, a difference of a, a difference of opinion could be can be any uh, opinion. It doesn't have to be the opinion you choose that you're offended in. It's an opinion, and everybody's entitled to an opinion. You know, it's America. You know, okay, so I was raised, I was raised Jewish. You're entitled. Yeah. One of the, the other times, one of the other times that I hung up on a caller uh, was when the person literally started saying Nazi, Nazi stuff. Like she was saying stuff that was, she was like denying the Holocaust and, and stuff like that. 
Um, she was a Holocaust denier. Doubted whether or not six million Jews died in the camps in Germany and other German-controlled areas. Now, is that just a difference of an opinion, or 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 was I okay in hanging up on that person? Well, I think the person's wrong, but I I think they're still entitled to that opinion. Sure. You know, okay. Fine. They, they are entitled to that opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. People are entitled to have whatever opinions, as right you know, or as wrong as they are. They, they can fly in the face of facts or whatever. But here's the thing. Well, I, am, I, am, I am also not required to give them a point of view. Mr. Gibson has his own podcast. He's free to say whatever he wants on his own podcast, at least under the terms of Blog Talk Radio. Um, just like me, I'm on Blog Talk Radio, I'm on YouTube, so I have to follow both sets of terms. I have to follow whatever it is, whatever rules they set upon me. Um, and and if, if, we were to, if I was to force Mr. Gibson to have me, or, or if Mr. Gibson was to force me to have him and be able to have unlimited say on whatever I want, whatever they wanted to, regardless of whether or not I believed it or not, you know what, then that would be a violation of our First Amendment rights. Uh, because well, nobody should be able to force anybody else to have it, and, and you, you might say, "Well, it's not about force; it's about you know, it's about the theory. It's it's the it's the whole thing about freedom of speech that people should be able to." Yes, he's free to do say whatever he wants to say, but I'm free to also not have it be discussed on my show and not and not and not give people a platform. I, I mean, that's why I you, and I agree. I said that's why I said the host is always in control. The host is always in control, but it, it seems it seems to me that. Uh, and I'm just saying because I've listened to Mr. Gibson's program uh, many times, and, and uh, uh, you know he, he doesn't shut people off because they disagree. He doesn't like their opinion. And so what you're really saying is, whether you realize it or not, is that you're censoring people. So you're censoring your callers, and that's uh, you know. And so you know I'm not going to subscribe to you. I would have. I listened to you babble for about 40 <laughs> minutes here. You really haven't said anything that was, you know, that I thought was uh, greatly dynamic that we haven't heard before. But I was just curious, and, and, and I don't mean any disrespect by that. I listen to a lot of programs, and a lot of them don't interest me. I'm entitled to that. Uh, you know, I'm sufficiently forcing you to hit that button. Velocity, you know, and even all for the most part, I'm autodidact. You know, but I do have an opinion on that. But I think that you're censoring people, and I think you ought to you ought to think about that. And I want to thank you for the time you've given me to speak. And I hope you have a wonderful night, and your listeners enjoy your program. Right. Thank you. you. You as well. Um, so there you go. But I didn't cut that caller off. See, I let that caller say his speech piece, and he ended his thing, and I let him talk, let him let him give criticism of me. If I was such a horrible person who censored people, uh, I would have hung up on him about three minutes ago. But I didn't. I let him have his say, which is the irony of the criticism is that, again, I allow people I have there have been many times when in the chat itself, I've had other liberals, leftists, progressives, etc. I've had other people, you know, say, you need to hang up on this person. And I'm like, you know, I want to let them talk a little more, you know, I jokingly say for Mr. Gibson, you know, giving him giving them enough rope to hang themselves, maybe that could be true some some of the times, but you know, generally speaking, I want to have a debate, a back and forth about the issues. I just don't think that I can have a good debate. I mean, I like I like to have intelligent debates and intelligent discussions about things. I don't think I can have an intelligent discussion with somebody who believes that a 10-year-old should be forced to gestate to term. It's just I don't think that intelligent conversation is there. And look, does that mean that I'm censoring because I hang up and I don't want to have that conversation? 
Maybe. Does that mean if I'm cutting, if I cut off, you know, am I good? Am, am I fine with censoring somebody who is a Holocaust denier? Sure. If, if you're, if you're going to, I'm not going to allow my program to be used for the spouting of Nazi rhetoric. I'm not going to allow my program to be used for various other things. I said in chat last week that I don't like the use of the term retarded as a slur or any variations of that word. Why? That's just my opinion. I don't want that word being used on my show. I don't think it should be used to slur. And if you're on my Facebook wall and if you're on my chat threads or if you're anywhere where I'm posting and you use that word, I'm going to call you out on it. And I'm going to ask you to no longer use it. And if you don't respect my wishes, then I'm going to yeet you as the kids might say today. So does that, so, and if somebody used that as a slur once on my show, uh, calling in, I would mute the person. I would say, excuse me, I do not allow that word to be said on my show. This is your one time. And then if you did it again, I would hang up on you. Does that mean I'm censoring you? Sure, I'm censoring you. But I'm fine with that. Because some forms of censorship are reasonable. You know, like if somebody called in in the middle of the throes of passion and was, you know, wanting to air their moans over my, over my quote, airwaves, I'd hang up on them because I'm not allowed to have that thing on Blog Talk Radio. I'm not allowed to probably wouldn't be allowed to have that thing on YouTube, at least without warning that it's an adult material. So now don't get any ideas, any of y'all in chat right now. Don't start calling in and moaning for me. I just, you know, I'm just saying that that's a reasonable thing. Like that you could technically have people who, I mean, it's late, but you could have younger people listening to the show. I don't want to expose them to anything that their parents might not want them to hear. So, and there will be shows. There might be a show sometime in the future where I do discuss adult themes, but I, you know, that will have plenty of warning ahead of time. So, you know, to not listen with any small kids around or what have you. But yeah, sometimes censorship is reasonable and you know, me telling a Nazi that they can't spout Nazi crap on my show is reasonable. And me telling people that they can't use uh, the R word as a slur on my show, I think is reasonable. And me telling somebody that, you know, not wanting to continue a conversation with somebody, me choosing to end the conversation with somebody who believes a 10-year-old should be forced to gestate the term if they're impregnated via a rape, you know, it's fine. You know, conversation can only happen if uh, – a conversation can only happen if two people or more consent to the conversation. As soon as one person stops consenting to the conversation, the conversation is done. <clears throat> Let's see. Aaron, hey, Liberal Dan, what else you got? I don't know. Jolie, I would be a horrible radio host. I could not be as pleasant as you, Dan. My show would be called Get the F. Get F'd Republicans. <laughs> I would subscribe to that show, Jolie. I would, I, I would be like, I would be one of, I would be your first subscriber i might patreon you back if you get after republicans and i'll I'll volunteer to be a mod for you as well (laughs) um let's see i'd be handing give me one f you up the other and what i try not to curse as much on the show either sometimes curses drop and it's fine it's natural um now now i'm not going to have like a george carlin moment or anything on the show where we say all the seven Seven wordy ders, if you will. Let's see. Oh, and I don't even know if I saw Julie come in. Hey, Julie. Hey, Brenda. How are you both doing tonight? Thank you for joining. There is hope for Dan. Okay. 
Um, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Gibson. Thank you, Joseph. Um, let's see. I was not allowed to weigh more than a certain amount. It ruined my young life. Ugh. I mean, I understand that horse, horses need to have, like, you know, tiny people, on, at least with racing or whatever. See, Aaron, rolling back a little bit, uh, Aaron West, civil rights should not be an opinion. Uh, right. Uh, that's kind of the point I was trying to get to, uh, that, that you shouldn't have, you know, that politics, I was kind of using the whole thing about opinions, but politics, again, is like, Politics should be about, like, what's your tax rate? Should we build this bridge here or there? It shouldn't be, do people get body autonomy? People should always have body autonomy, regardless of what it is. It is what it is. I'm sorry, I took Donald's line that time. Um, Now, I will sometimes have one wordy dirt on on the show by playing the Alex Jones quote about his dad, who you know what. But, you know, I don't even play that as much either. I just kind of keep that for, I think, Hal's benefit. Um, but a lot of times there, there's the conversation to be had about this, about the first amendment. And uh, what about my, people, people always say, like, I always see Republicans. What about my free speech rights? Well, you, you have free speech rights. You're allowed to do whatever it is you want to do, say what you want to say, you know, in your medium, but you, you're not required to force other people to be a platform for you. So, Let's see. Okay, Jolie, we do show. <laughs> so it's going to be a Jeff and Jolie get F Republican show. Um, Julie, uh, my trainer told me in front of a lot of people that I was too fat. I wasn't, but he told me I was going to, oh, that's terrible. Um, again, if you want to hear all about life as a fat person, um, you know, clearly I am one. And, uh, you know, I do have a I think it was from August, I think is the correct month. If you go back to August, there's a three hour show about um about just everything, almost everything that you can think of when it comes to living life as a fat person in this country. There was the one part that I added last week when it came to being on a cruise ship and not being able to fit on every seat. So you have to remind everybody every single time, No, I can't sit there, I can't have a booth, I need at least a half booth, if not a full table. And then you have to do it repeated every time because, you know, they just don't think about it. They don't have, it's not in their minds to think, oh, let's make sure we have something in the system programmed. I mean, that's me as a fat person and me as a programmer is like, there should be something in the system where you say, this person can't get a booth, give them half booths or, or this person can only have this type of table or this person can have all tables, whatever. And, and, and the system, when the system assigns you your table for breakfast, it should be able to be like, okay, these are the tables available. Here's your table. And it's a table that we don't have to change it anymore. If I was a programmer of the carnival system that is assigned seating, that would be something that I would have added. Let's see. Andrea, what do you think, says, what do you think about tomorrow's J6 here? I'm very looking, very much looking forward to it. And I'll be doing it live. I'll be doing a live stream again here, Liberal Day Radio on YouTube. Uh, I'll be doing a live live response to it. So anybody who wants to join, I mean, I know I think Hal's show ends earlier on Thursdays, I think, uh, but people can come in late or can start watching it at another time if you want to hear my analysis of what's going on with the J6 uh, stuff. So, um, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow, especially because they're going to be going after uh, Herr Donald, Senor Trump, 
uh, Orange Fulius and, and going into he who is responsible for all the goings on from his tweets, it's going to be wild to him saying that he's going to march down with them, him encouraging pretty much them to go murder Mike Pence. You know, there's a lot of culpability there. And the the argument needs to be made. And look, there are going to be plenty of people in this country who will never be swayed. The irredeemable folks. There are people who were just too far gone. And there's not much, you're never going to convince them. But that there's probably a, a reasonable center. I mean, there are people who will never support Trump and will never, you know, will never care, won't don't care to watch it because they already have their mind made up that they that they believe that Trump did wrong. I mean, I already have my mind made up as well, but I want more evidence. I want to be able to present more evidence when I'm making these arguments. But then there's your probably a good chunk, your middle 10, 20 percent of people who might be able to be swayed with enough evidence. And so those are the people that I hope get reached at some point. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not saying that they're going to necessarily watch the hearings themselves, but they might watch other people's review of them. They might they might, you know, get the too long didn't watch recap and see, oh, well, this is really crappy that Trump did. I think this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. So. See, Brenda, Brenda Shibble says, Aaron West, I have had one too many cushions and I have memory problems. The joke there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Immediately, I went to the joke where, where you should have later on said the same thing and, re- and repeated the same thing again. Um, there, was, what was that? There was, what were we watching? There was something that we were watching. No, it was we were on we were on um, Jungle Cruise at Disney World this this spring, this past spring, and the person goes. There's elephants, and I love elephants because elephants have much better memory than we do. And then, like three three minutes later, we pass another fake animatronic or an animatronic elephant, and he goes, "There's an elephant," and I love elephants because they have they have much better memory than we do. And then, of course, one more time towards the end, and I love elephants because they have a much better memory than we do. And and you know, that's the type of humor that I that that that's funny to me. So. Um, let's see. Let's see, Julius Benson is really shocking how even in 2022 the world is on account for larger people. And yeah, I mean, and Disney was usually the one that I could rely on all the time to be able to fit. But uh, they've come up with new rides that I don't fit on, and it's, it's a shame. Please, TV Two Live, Dan, we will raid your stream. Awesome. Um. My 6'8 son is almost too large for a car. We actually have to get a new car if, if he gets taller. How, how, Julie, how, how tall are they, are they expecting him to get higher than 6'8? Wow. Bill, I think the, the hearing starts, I think, 7 central. Uh, let, me, let, me, uh, let me pull that up. Um, J6 hearing 7 8 p.m. Eastern, so 7 p.m. Central. So, yes, I was right. That's one of the things I'm fine about being right about. If Biden was accused of the things Trump was and the J6 hearings were about him, I would have dropped him long ago. I can't wrap my head around the MAGA's absolute lack of life. I agree. I absolutely agree with you, Julie. And, and rightly, I would as well. But then again, if, if, if Trump 
was the rightful winner, and you had Biden supporters rushing the door, like, you know, invading the Capitol like the J6ers did. And you had a, a black woman breaking the or, or climbing through a broken window of a locked door and she got shot. The conservatives would be like, well, maybe she should have complied or maybe she should have shouldn't have been doing that and she wouldn't have gotten shot by the cops. So because, you know, to them, blue lives only matter when blue lives are harming black lives. Uh, let's see. Did you hear the audio clip of Garrett Ziegler, former Trump? Why not lost his mind after his interview with the January 6th committee yesterday? I think so. I think I did. Let's see. He accused the committee of being anti. Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Accused the committee of being anti-white and referred to his female colleagues as who spoke out against Trump as thoughts and a hose. Wow. I mean, I mean, they might very well be, but I mean, don't judge them for it. He's probably just jealous that their thoughts and hose and he can't get any. That's usually the problem. That's usually when unhinged folks like that call people, call women hoes and thoughts is usually, that usually happens when they can't get with them and they're upset about it. So, let's see. My son shot five ads that aired during this. Wow, that's awesome. Um, he could be up to seven feet. He's only 17. Wow. But he can't like, I think there's there's medical conditions there, if I'm remembering correctly, that he can't, like, probably wouldn't be able to participate in basketball or wrestling or stuff like that. Am I, am I correct? Brenner Triplett, hearing 8 p.m., hearing 8.01 p.m., conservative tears. <laughs> uh, I love conservative tears. It's all about the adoration of the celebrity cult leader, feeling that somehow he spoke for what they have been victimized by women, black people, and women. Yeah, pretty much. Um we don't have the cult. Like, yeah, that's one of the things. Like, they couldn't understand. How did Joe Biden win? He didn't have large people at the route, large groups at the rallies. And he campaigned from his basement. Because we're not as rabid about Biden as y'all were, as they were about Trump. And they don't understand that. They're like, yeah, I can be, I was, I was a little more into Biden than maybe some others, you know, especially, you know, folks to the left of me. But I was a little maybe more into Biden than maybe I I normally would have been simply because of the fact that my grandparents knew him and worked on his first senatorial campaign. So they always talked about how, how wonderful of a person he was and they would have loved to have seen him be able to become president. And unfortunately they did not get the opportunity. They got the same vice president, but they didn't get the opportunity to see him be president. And I, I teared up a little bit when, when I was, when he was being inaugurated because I thought of them and how they would have really liked that day. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, they don't understand that, that you can vote for somebody and not go to all those rallies. <laughs> it happens. Uh, let's see. I bought a cider and my message only flickered on the screen for a second. It was a very insightful message. Let's see. Can I pull that up? I don't, I don't know if there's any way that I could uh, make those messages longer. But let me see. If, I, don't even, I don't remember seeing a note. Let's see. Let's see. He's significantly disabled, cerebral palsy, and brain damage. He's essentially a four-year-old in a giant's body. Thankful. He's very sweet and loving. Oh, well. I mean, that probably has a lot to do with having a wonderful mother, right, Julie? I'll give you some credit for that. Good parentage, raising your raising your child right, taking good care of your child. 
Let's see. It doesn't show me uh, a message that came along with it. I don't know. It's weird. So what was the message? Jolie, l- l- put it in the chat because I don't see any. Uh, let's see. Is there a message in here? Does it come in? Unread. No. Support. Uh, no, it's it's not showing me any settings. Let's see about settings. Default price, thank you message. I don't know. No members, extras, regular settings. No gold, dollar, cover credit card fee, Google Analytics. No, I don't know. Weird. See, we'll run some of that stuff tomorrow before the hearing. Cool. I'll have to maybe check it out if I'm not eating dinner. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, she. Aaron saw it, but I think it's well. I mean, I could always rewind it after the live show, and I'll be able to go back and catch it because I know what time it came in. So, um, thank you very much. We're kind of, I guess, sort of ending the show. We're kind of in the in the general random conversation at this point. Um, you know, we talked about the Texas, the Texas case, the North Carolina constitutional amendment and the Ohio case. Although I did want to bring out something else about, about the Ohio case, which I felt was, um, is, is, is interesting is the fact that once, once it became known that people weren't lying because the AG was like, well, they're lying. That never happened. That never happened. Um, and then, and then once they realized, oh, it did happen, they flipped to, oh, it was somebody who was, well, they'll say, it was an illegal alien that did it, but it was one of the illegals that did it. <laughs> so trying to pivot the conversation away from the horribleness that has been caused by their draconian anti-abortion laws and instead want to force it into xenophobia about the evil, terrible people that are coming across our border. You know, that's, that that's pretty much their answer to almost anything. That was Trump's answer. He ran on xenophobia. So why wouldn't they also then push xenophobia to try to obfuscate the uh, the real issue in this their circumstance, which is not his nationality and not his immigration status. It is the fact that a 10-year-old was raped and needs to be protected from apparently the government who would force that 10-year-old victim to gestate the term so you're welcome julie i appreciate you um the right wing guy said don't do reproductive act <laughs> pretty much no sex except for no you can't you shouldn't be having sex so what about you having sex well that's different hey kimchi yes still streaming we're, we're kind of randomly talking about stuff but yes we're still streaming are you? Well, that was a long massage. Do we want to know? <laughs> Do we want to know if it led to anything else? I don't know. <laughs> if that was all massage, you're a very lucky person. If that wasn't just massage, you, you, I guess you're still a very lucky person. Uh, <laughs> so, but yes, your, your day could continue to be good because of the podcast. So, uh, the stream. Oh, I could I could take down the. Uh, I don't need to put up. 
the Ninth Amendment anymore. We haven't discussed anybody um, making the argument that just because it isn't listed doesn't, doesn't mean it's not a right. You know, those silliness, that silliness that takes place. Um, but yeah. Just had a brain fart. Uh, Liberal Dan Radio here, talk from what that's right to, I guess, another reset. Uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Share some videos if you haven't shared some videos already. Give some videos some likes. Uh, I did see some of y'all liking some of the ones that I do appreciate. Uh, let's see, three five-minute massages with SIGs and Bing in between. Fair enough. Oh, my God, my last message was check notes. Never jealous. LOL. <laughs> Uh, but again, you, again, one-time support, Venmo, or buymeacoffee.com slash Radio, or you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon, patreon.com slash Um as well. But again, subscribing, liking, sharing is probably the most important thing to do. I, 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 I do want to get back to making some additional videos on top of the podcast. Um, definitely won't be tomorrow, because again, tomorrow I'll be live streaming again. Um, but at some point, once once I feel like I'm fully recovered from the trip, which is almost there, um, I was really sore because there was a lot of walking. And I, and I, with my previously hurt knee, I hadn't been doing a lot of walking, which means my muscles weren't ready for a lot of walking, which means a lot of walking hurt. So, and again, you know, I have lost, here, here's drum roll, I have lost 30 pounds this year so far. So, yay. Um, and hopefully I'll continue to do that continue to lose the weight um but um so that 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 has helped the knee a little bit that has helped with the walking a little bit and hopefully i'll continue to uh to do that see aaron bing i was i was also questioning as to what bing was but i don't know um (laughs) i wasn't gonna i wasn't going to to assume anything oh bong hits not bing hits okay okay there you go there you go. Okay. I was confused. Thank you, Digit. Appreciate it. I mean, I'm not really doing anything super special. It's just, it's just the added medication that, uh, um, that my previous doctor put me on uh, seemed, it seems to be working in that it, you know, it's, it's for, I mean, I was just, my, my blood sugar was like every, my A1C was ever so slightly high. Like it wasn't pre-diabetes. It was like kind of pre-pre-diabetes. Like it was, do something now before it becomes a problem. Uh, but he did, you know, kind of put me on that in order to reduce that. And with that, not only comes weight loss from the, the, the helping to not absorb as much sugar, but it also makes my appetite much less. So therefore I'm eating less. So therefore I gain or don't, or lose weight. Um, and if you eat too much on this, you get heartburn and then that just sucks. So you learn to stop eating once you start getting the heartburn. Um, yeah, little steps lead to big wins. Absolutely, um, it's not as simple as some people like to make it. It's not always as simple as you know, move around a lot more, go to the gym, whatever. Sometimes it's not as easy to do. Like I was doing like a, a home workout thing on, with the Oculus, and then my knee started hurting, and I couldn't do it for a while. So it happens. Um, Chucker John, I went to Disneyland a couple weeks ago, and I used one of those scooters for the first time. It was great. Yeah. Um, when we went to Disney, I was I was at the point where I was still using a cane for my knee issue, so I basically just bit the bullet and rented the scooter, as well, and it was wonderful. I let me I won't lie, it was very nice to be able to have the scooter, 
uh, to be able to just drive around wherever I needed to drive around to. And there were some places where I did have to walk and it's fine. Um, and I did when I had to, but you know, it was, it was made my, my trip a lot more enjoyable, especially with my hurt knee. Um, and I don't know why the knee is hurt, probably just because of too much weight on it. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Every kimchi, everyone knows I'm a stoner. Well, I mean, yeah, you do talk about it a good bit. Not that I mind. It's fine. Um, let's see. Walking reduces cortisol levels. Let's see. Julie says it wasn't my type. It was kimchi's. Julie, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, has, I think I really liked, I think there was one point where I had uh, some back pains and I was using a TENS unit. And at the time, I also was dealing with a uh, kidney stone and I never felt it pass, even though I, it was feeling really bad. So I'm wondering if the TENS unit ended up um, ended up breaking up the stone, which is interesting. It could be. But yes, I, I support you. I support I support the legalization of marijuana. You know, nationwide, sea to shining sea. I mean, fine. Don't drive with it if you're stoned. It's the same thing with dr- with drinking. Don't drink while you're drunk. Don't drive when you're drunk. Don't drive when you're stoned. Simple as that. So, I'm just as uh, because according to uh, the person who was almost named after. Because my name used was going to be Dylan Zimmerman instead of Dan Zimmerman. And Bob Dylan's name, of course, is Robert Zimmerman. So that's why I was going to be Dylan Zimmerman. Uh, Everybody must get stoned. Not my best impression. Clearly, my Louis Armstrong is much better. You all need to move to Oregon. Best dispensaries in the world. Maybe I have to. I might have to. Uh, if Louisiana gets any more red, we might have to move out there. It's probably the only north that we could move to that my, where my wife could tolerate it simply because of the fact that uh, it's more tropical climate, so I don't think it gets as cold up there, maybe. Um, yeah, drink lots of fluid. Um, for some reason, my, my phone thinks I'm talking to it. But yeah, drink lots of fluid. Take care of yourself, uh, Andrea. Uh, it's... It, uh, the first time where I think I had COVID was back in January 2020, and I, I I couldn't test because there were no tests. So, but I was told by the doctor that I had something that was viral that wasn't the flu. So, what was viral, not the flu, that was spreading in January of 2020, but COVID. So, I probably very much had COVID that, and I felt miserable. I was horrible i just for like three four days i was just completely just gone like and i would i was still going to work because i had a close I, I had an office door that closed so i just closed my office and no one would come in and so i was just by alone by myself but uh, i would wake up and i'd feel fine in the morning and then as the day went on i felt like you know a course hit me in the head and it was awful and then i got an upper respiratory infection a few months back my son tested positive for covid but we didn't. We tested negative, me and my wife both. But we both felt sick, and he was fine. Doctor afterwards seems to think that maybe we just had a false negative and that we probably had COVID then too. Fine, whatever. Um, but then, again, then just recently, again, and, and I felt worse this time than the last time, but not worse than the first time, if that makes sense. <clears throat> Let's see. 
Yes, I am Louisiana. Digit 9, Julie, look at Hillsborough, Oregon, great city, very liberal. And it's possible. Um, my only issue, at least currently, would be um, would my – even though I'm working 100% from home, would my job allow me to continue to be remote from a city that they don't have an office in? So that would be a problem. Um, so, and it's nice the fact that me and my boss are on the same time. And New Orleans is good. I mean, we live in Louisiana, which sucks. But New Orleans in and of itself is good. I mean, New Orleans, um, I shared it on Twitter earlier, are, uh, the cops won't, won't bust you for personal possession. And personal possession of marijuana is like a lot compared to what the state would consider. Um, they still might have to seize it from you, but they're not going to arrest you for the personal possession amount. Um, yes, I'm, I'm fully vaxxed as well, Andrew. I'm actually, I'm Novavax. I was, I was one of the lab rats. I was one of the real ones that was being experimented on, I guess, because I was a phase three trial of Novavax. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, New Orleans also, uh, has said, I didn't want to bring this part up too. So I'm glad we got back to talking about New Orleans. New Orleans has also said that it will not enforce the abortion ban in this state of Louisiana. And and then the attorney general in Louisiana, who is a big old Republican douchebag, um, probably the worst of those who are said to be running of the Republicans that are running. uh, He basically was trying to withhold funding from New Orleans uh, for saying that it wouldn't, um, that it would not enforce the abortion law, that our police would not be used to enforce uh, the abortion ban in the state of Louisiana. So we have a, a mayor and a city council that are liberal enough, I guess, or leftist enough. You know, we're, it's all of the districts are Democrat. All of the districts, you know, is, I think supported that uh, ordinance um, and worked with the police department. I think the police chief also supported the not going after the, the, the pot users and not going after the uh, persons who might perform an abortion despite the ban in the state of Louisiana. Now, that doesn't mean that anybody's going to open a clinic and run it in the, in the city of New Orleans because you still have to, I mean, I'm sure the state police could still come by and swoop in or some other regulatory stuff can be done that would, that would be harmful to the people owning the business or whatever, or as soon as they left the city, they would be hosed. Um, but I was reminded of, of, of the marijuana thing because the, the people were like, well, the, the, New Orleans can't just pick and choose what laws it wants to follow. I was like, well, did the attorney general threaten to withhold money from the, from the city because it's, not, it's allowing a higher amount of marijuana to be held? No, then it seems like the AG is picking and choosing what laws he wants to follow. So, see Bill Deacon, I had COVID in January 2022, uh, as well, 2020 as well. No clue that it was what it was, but the worst cold ever. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I was miserable. But it wasn't the normal, like it was, it was all chest. It, it, it wasn't up here like a normal flu would be or a normal cold would be. That's why the vitamin C didn't work. And that's why, um, and, and that's why, you know, it was, you know, I think that's why I was told that it wasn't the flu because I don't think they tested me for the flu. <coughs> Let's see. Uh, oof, Brenda Tripp, I lost three neighbors to COVID in December 2019. Yeah, I mean, it was here well before. I'm very sorry that you lost your neighbors. Um, 
Let's see. My, my mama told me that she's going to outlive my dad then. She's British and very blunt. <laughs> um, let's see. I was just going back out now and COVID is back. I treasure my yard and deck and feel like a vacation every day. Fixed up the first year of COVID. We got a pool the first year of COVID. You know, that summer, we went ahead and bought a pool. Now, the pool's become a very big money pit in and of itself because I keep having to buy these damn chemicals to keep the to keep it from getting green. Uh, so that's been annoying. But, you know, we have we, – we, we love to go to the YMCA you know, every we, – we were we had a plan under my – Mother-in-law, so it was very cheap for us to go to the YMCA. So we would go swimming there every summer, or the kids and and my, my wife would go swim there every summer as I was working. Um, but you know, we didn't want to go to the YMCA in the middle of, of a pandemic, and we couldn't go to the YMCA for a while in the middle of a pandemic. So we went ahead and bit the bullet and bought the pool. And that's something else that I did want to bring up, maybe as a minicast topic, but I mean, it might be a minicast topic. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should ask this question. And then have y'all go to the minicast link and leave your answer. And the question is this. What would child you, like you as a child, how would, your, how would child you have defined you being successful as an adult? I mean, whatever that means, like whatever child you, like say you're eight, let's say you're 10 or 12 or whatever, Maybe you have a different from 8 to 12. I don't know. But what would you as a child have felt was if this happened when you grew up, that you will have made it, that you will have li- you'll be living the dream, that this is the ideal things, as long as you have these things, that you're better off. And there's three things for me. I'm not going to say them now, but there, there's three things that um, – uh, maybe if, if enough people call in and leave messages on the podcast, on the minicast and say what theirs are, I'll give mine as well. But I will say that I did meet all those three things according to child me. So maybe that's something that can like be a positive thing. If, if you, if you've managed to get those things that you wanted to do as a kid, maybe that can be looked at as a positive, or maybe you were just silly as a kid and uh, those, those goals were unrealistic and that's fine too. Uh, but it was, I thought it was just an interesting topic of conversation uh, to have, and I think it would it would, it would be a good one uh, to potentially have and 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 comment on on the minicast. So if anybody wants to answer that question, um, again, minicast at liberaldan dot com or the link to the minicast is in the video description of the chat. So let's see. Uh, my husband just went back to the office last week. They all got sent home because the boss tested positive for COVID. Like, now, there was some COVID exposure in my office that I'm based out of, but I was hired on as complete 100% remote, uh, even though there's an office because their policy, they're, they're very good. They're very progressive about making sure and responsible and making sure to follow the CDC guidelines, even if the city guidelines are not as strong. They'll follow the CDC guidelines as well, and they'll make sure to do proper contact tracing. They'll make sure to send people home when they need to be sent home. Um, they enforce masking 100% of the time when, when they need to. So I like the employer, and I like the fact that they're being very responsible. But when I was hired, they, had, they, they started a more progressive, I guess, work-from-home policy, and they're continuing 
for most people with the work from home policy, where as long as you show that you can do your work, they're going to let you work from home. So I get to work in my PJs all day long, every day. <laughs> so let's see. Can you get a sand filter? I do have a sand filter. Um, it's not a salt pool, but it is a sand filter, and I still have. One of the biggest problems was when we had to evacuate for Hurricane Ida, so much crap went into the pool that it was very hard to, to clean out. And by the time I got it cleaned out, it was, like, green and murky. And, like, I got to the point where I had to take the ladder out of the pool and saw just how green that was. And I was like, this is probably where a lot of my green is coming from. And still, I'm still fine. Like, like when I left to go on the cruise, I saw a slightest bit of green, and I was like, you know what, I'm just turning it off, and I'll just deal with it when I get home. And I got home, and it was green again. So it is it, – I'm sorry. That I'm stealing Donald's line again. Terrible. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. <laughs> Julia um, just spent my last week pressure washing, cleaning my backyard. We need a better pressure washer. I don't have a good pressure washer. Um, it's it, it's not strong enough. We have to get on a ladder. I think if you want to get the second second, uh, if we want to get the second level, our second floor. Um, Julie, does it get very cold in Oregon? That would be something that would uh determine whether or not I could move there because my wife has psoriasis and her psoriasis acts really bad in the cold. Like we go to Maryland, we would go to Maryland before the pandemic for Thanksgiving and three days in the cold was enough to get her just starting to break out again. Cause the cold was really bad. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Quit playing mommy. Uh, well, you know, it's good that the listeners, that you all like to take care of each other and make sure that, you know, everybody's well taken care of. And, you know, we, we all have to watch out for each other. I mean, I had, I was craving some matzo ball soup uh, when I was, I was like, I need some matzo ball soup. And unfortunately, DoorDash stopped delivering from the place that I would get matzo ball soup from, even though they had delivered from the same place before. So, but I have a friend of mine who, you know, currently unemployed, whatever, um, you know, I've helped her out some when she needed to. She helps me out when, when she can or whatever. Um, so I was like, hey, are you willing to come bring me bring me some food and I'll pay you a little bit of money to do it? And she was like, okay. So she so I, I made the order. She picked it up and I paid her like like I I sent her the money so whatever however it worked out. But yeah, I was she, she was able to bring me some. Uh, some delicious, good, and I had good food, and I had matzo ball soup for two days. So I was very happy about that. So it's nice to have, it's nice to have, so even as I've talked about a little bit about how, like, there's been some, like, betrayals and some problems, and I, I trusted some people who I shouldn't have trusted, and that all came out, like, starting at the beginning, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I told, I think, that, I think it was the last day, maybe, that I worked at, uh, I worked at or I worked in the office in the previous position that I had as a consultant. Uh, basically, I remember telling one of my one of my former people who I formerly thought was a friend um, to just get out of my life because I'm tired of the crap. Um, but even with with all of that, I still do have people outside of my family that um, that I still trust. I still I still know have my back, um, and so it's it's nice it's nice to have people who you know have each other's back. So I like seeing the fact 
that y'all have each other's back uh, in the chat as well and in real life. So it, it, it's awesome. And, y'all, you know, y'all are definitely, you know, awesome listeners. I appreciate y'all very much uh, for the support that you give me, for coming into the show, for making the show better. Because with y'all, y'all make the show better. Seriously. Um, let's see. It does, but it's not dip below freezing much. We get a few days of snow and ice, but it's bearable. That's kind of like New Orleans. I mean, you know, we, we will have. When, and in New Orleans, when it's cold, it's like bitter. Like the cold in New Orleans is like 32 degrees or 30 degrees in New Orleans is more bitter than 32 degrees in Baltimore. Um, so unless you're in the Inner Harbor in Baltimore, then you're you're again you're right next to the, the wet. But there's so much wet down here that you get cold and it just bites you. It's really, ugh. Um, but again, it's it's like cold for two weeks. <laughs> and of course that that's happened. Like I think there's been twice been cold. And of course when it's cold, that's when my heater decides to break. So I have to get someone to come fix my heater in the middle of the freezing cold. Just like earlier this summer. I had to get somebody to come fix the AC when the AC was being an a-hole. <laughs> AC was being an a-hole. Um, I ran at Costco, got like three fans, and they're wonderful fans. But, you know, somebody would be like, hey, just go buy fans and then go return them. I'm like, no, I want to buy fans that are good. I have the fans. But unfortunately, like, our, there's been a thing down here in New Orleans where like the electricity bills have been going through the roof. Like My electricity bill last, last month or that I have to pay in a couple of days is ridiculously high. Not not a fan of the fact that it's that high. Uh, much it's higher than last than it's it's ridiculous. Um, so I've made the decision that to keep it at seventy eight. I'm not a fan of keeping it at seventy eight. So I'm sitting here working, and the sun's beating down in my room. The only way I survive is this nice fan over here to the left, and I can't I can't have the fan over here too loud because it it interrupts the microphone. But you know. Wait, hold on. Mouse, click. There you go. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. <clears throat> I've had a bucket of ice melt granules I've barely used in five. Yeah, I mean, the, the amount of ice we've gotten in the road, very, very slim to none. Like, I remember one time years ago, we went to one place to go eat, and then it was hailing on the way back, and, and we barely made it across the bridge because the people down here don't know how to drive in the ice fine. I mean, get off the road if you don't know how to drive in the ice. I'm from Maryland. I know how to deal with the ice. Let me go. But they were closing all the bridges and we were about to be stuck in the cold on the other side of the river. So, bleh. Anyway. So, I think that should be enough. I mean, we don't have to go all three hours. <laughs> unless anybody else has anything to say. But again, just make sure... Let's see. You can mark Minnesota off your list. The mega below zero attempts in the winter were crippled. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Canada before. Like, can we move to Canada? And my wife's like, nope, we can't move to Canada. Even though it would be good for health care, it would be good for many reasons, but can't move to Canada. It's just too cold. It's, it's just too, too cold up there, and she would not be happy. I think we'd have to find someplace further south if possible. I don't know what that would be. So no, we're not going to Florida. That's for darn sure. That's jumping out of the frying pan in the fire when it comes to ridiculousness of your governor. At least our governor, at least at the moment, is a Democrat and is mostly sane, even though he signed the stupid abortion bill in the law. Um, but I didn't expect that. 
just look at Vancouver. I've been to Vancouver, but isn't Vancouver going to be kind of the same thing as as maybe Portland, Portland and Seattle, or is it going to be less? Is it possible that it's less cold than? But I don't know. I guess Vancouver might be the one place that we would consider if we had to run to the north, <laughs> make a run for the border the other way. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, we won't have to be in that situation. Hopefully, we won't have to be in that situation anymore to, uh, or for long where we have to feel like, you know, we're treading, we're not even just treading water. We're just heading upriver without a paddle. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not personally okay with the cold weather. I'm fine. I, you know, too hot is, is horrible for me. I'd rather, I'd rather like a nice 65 degrees. That would be nice to me. That's probably, that, that starts getting too cold for my wife, but I'm, I, I'll, I like walk around in like low 60s maybe higher fifties, even with shorts on. So, um, and cold weather is good for snuggling and I like to snuggle, you know, I'm a good, I'm a good mass for cold weather snuggling because, you know, big fluffy guy that I am. So maybe that's TMI. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We did have Aaron talk, making us question what she might be wearing when she listens to podcasts. So, <laughs> so had to pick on you. Sorry. Uh, we only pick on the ones you like, right? That's what they say. Well, you know, I love all y'all. Y'all are great. Y'all are awesome. Again, I'm sure, I'm sure all of you that are currently in the chat are currently subscribed. So, but if you happen to be listening after the pod, after the live broadcast, please make sure to remember to subscribe uh, to the channel, like the videos, share some additional ones with your friends. Um, that's the best way uh, to support the show in and of itself. But if you do want to support the show on top of that, uh, you can go ahead and uh, patreon.com slash Dan, click the Venmo image to Venmo me something, or buy me a coffee.com slash Radio, or just click on the Buy Me a Cider button at liberaldan.com. This is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio, talking left and right. That's right. We will be here tomorrow, 7 p.m., to do a live reaction to the J6 hearing, so I look forward to seeing many of y'all here as well. Um, and then, of course, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, either on Blog Talk Radio, the Complex Liberal Fan, or Liberal Band Radio on YouTube. And remember, also, nerdydan.com will follow me for all of my pop culture and other stuff. Remember to uh, send me your questions and send me your comments to the Anchor Podcast as well. So, again, until next time, Dan Simmons, Liberal Band Radio. Oh, wow.